MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. Hello, everybody. WMMR, Philadelphia. Housekeeping. I think you're sleeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? Your towels need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want men for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Preston Elliott. You listen to every damn word I Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boy. Lay off me, I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you own. Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. And now, Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thank you. At least we got one clip in there. Good morning, and welcome. Today is a Wednesday. It's Preston and Steve's show. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It is Wednesday, December 13th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, roughly 170 officers who patrol SEPTA's subways, trolleys, and buses could soon walk off the job. Negotiations between the Transit Agency and the Fraternal Order of Police Lodge 109 ended Tuesday night without a deal. The union is presented the latest uh, is presenting the latest proposal to its members this morning, and voting is expected to take place uh, from 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. Union members have been working without a contract since March. The original strike deadline uh, was November. 20th, but it was extended to December 13th. This contract offers a $2,500 retention bonus for retirement eligible officers and a $3,000 signing bonus if they avoid a strike. What's currently on the table is a three-year contract that would give 13% in raises over the contract, said SEPTA spokesperson uh, Andrew Bush. The vice president of the SEPTA police union says the union agrees on most of the contract, but they do not agree on the terms of wanting the increases in 36 months, not later. SEPTA officials say it would cost millions of dollars more to bring the increases in sooner. Additionally, police the police union received an unscheduled in-contract pay increase that averaged more than 17% last year. The union argues their hard work is displayed almost daily. Just Tuesday morning, a stabbing suspect was quickly caught at the 69th Street Terminal in Upper Darby, and in last week's stabbing at Macy's, SEPTA cameras helped Philadelphia police quickly catch the suspect. Should there be a strike, SEPTA will work with law enforcement partners to ensure coverage on the system. The search for an escaped Philadelphia inmate has come to an end after officials discovered the body of Gino Hagenkotter in a, the city where, in a city warehouse on Monday. The 34-year-old inmate at the Riverside Correctional Facility escaped on November 30th. He was in custody for retail thefts. Officials said that Hagenkotter fled the facility while working a detail assignment in the orchard behind the Philadelphia Industrial Correctional Facility. Authorities found Hagenkotter's body at approximately 2.30 Monday afternoon after responding to reports of a male who was dis- discovered unresponsive in a warehouse on the 1100 block of East Venango Street. First responders pronounced Hagenkotter dead at the scene. His uh, cause of death has not yet been released. A preliminary investigation revealed a broken air vent and a pushed out fan in the warehouse, which may uh, suggest forced entry, according to investigators. Additionally, police say a ladder was found nearby. Hagenkotter initially did not have any identification on him when the body was discovered, uh, but authorities say they identified him through fingerprint analysis. I forget, Kathy, what was the uh, what was his sentence initially? It was retail theft. He was yeah, on, he was on long, like work right? release. Well, not work release. He, he was still in custody. Right. And he was with a guard, but I mean, he was like out working. Yeah, it was retail theft. And he, he, didn't, like, he 
they didn't have a whole lot of time left, if I remember. I don't the story. think so. I think this was the guy that uh, he was. Uh, he thought he was being released, but there were more charges in like Bucks County, so they okay. couldn't release him. So when uh, he went to court, they had to keep him, and then so he escapes, and now he's dead. And now, yeah, you wonder if he awful. if he took his own life, or if it was a drug overdose, yeah, or yeah. foul play, or maybe it was an accident. I don't know. Terrible. Well, yeah. Amazon, Target, and Walmart have all voluntarily stopped selling water beads. The beads are colorful, water absorbing balls that can balloon in size when exposed to water. These water beads can grow inside someone's body if they are ingested. Swallowing those beads poses an immense health risk to young children. So you remember I brought in that bucket full of them here. And they start feeding them. They are smaller than than, uh, grains of rice. They're teeny. When they are dry, they are very, very small. So I could see if a kid accidentally ingested some of those and they just, that yeah, I never really thought about that, but it's so tiny that you wouldn't think twice of just like a little crumb that you might eat and that thing can ball up to the size of like a marble. You yeah. know? I put my, I was standing in a bucket of those oh, things. Oh, they feel yeah. so good They're on your so feet. awesome. They're yeah. slippery. Yeah. And, That's yeah. right. I forgot you were standing. Really, yeah, it was really we good. Cur- we currently have some at home. Uh, it goes with like um, a little like shooter, like, uh, you know, not a Nerf gun, but you put those right, really, right, right. those things in it. Yeah, you so you okay. balloon them up, you put them in water and then you put them in uh, and Jason's friends have, uh, you know, battles in the backyard. We used them for craft stuff for, Rochelle used yes. them to put in vases and stuff to for a certain look and put light underneath them. Yeah. Kid, they, they, like when the people were making their own slime, they would put that yeah. in there for like the sensory part of it. So they're recalling these or they're... Yes, yeah, so all three. So uh, Walmart, wow. Target, and uh, what was the other one I said? Oh, Amazon. Stop selling these. So, um, oh, they stopped selling them. Okay. Th- yeah, they stopped selling So uh, a mother said that her 10-month-old daughter died in July after ingesting the water bead from oh a child's God. activity kit. Uh, the mom found her lifeless child in the crib on the morning of July oh. 7th and the water bead was found in the child's intestine. So it would balloon up, but you think it would block an air passage or, you you know, I don't know what, what there's a multitude of things that could go wrong if you were to take yeah. that stuff into your body. Oof. The water bead that she swallowed came from the Chuckle and Roar activity kit sold exclusively at Target. The kit was recalled in September after the family reported the child's death to the Consumer Product Safety Commission. More than 7,800 other children have gone to the emergency room after swallowing water beads over the past six years. Do you remember the uh, the magnetic balls? The um, yes. yeah, yeah, those yeah. are always a um, on the list of dangerous toys. Right. They still make those, and I was just reading an article about them. Uh, the other day, yeah, they can get in into your intestines and join together and and cut off circulation and and you know the tissue starts to right, die and right. it, it can be deadly. Absolutely, yeah. So these, uh, yeah, bag of glass is still on the market. Still pressure. there. Yes, <laughs> it's a classic. Yeah, bag of glass. There are other things too that should be pulled off the, off yeah. the shelf. I think. Yeah. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Flyers saw their four-game winning streak come to an end, losing to the Predators 3-2 in overtime last night in Nashville. What the f- is this? The Flyers were able to get a point by coming back with a from a 2-0 deficit to send the game into overtime, but Philip Forsberg scored 18 seconds into the extra frame, and Yusei Saros made 38 saves to lead the Predators to the win. What the f- 
is that? The Flyers are 4-0-2 in their last six games. They're back home tomorrow night and will host the Washington Capitals. In other hockey news, the struggling St. Louis Blues fired head coach Craig Berube. Uh, Drew Bannister, coach the of the Springfield Thunderbirds, the Blues AHL affiliate, was named the team's interim coach. The 57-year-old, who also played for the Flyers and was a head coach here, too, had a three-year contract that ran through the 2025 season. He led the Blues to the first Stanley Cup championship in franchise history in the 2019 season. And the Sixers, who have won three games in a row, are on the road tonight with the game of Detroit against the Pistons. The Sixers are 15-7 and and in fourth place in the Eastern Conference, while the Pistons are 2-21 and and in last place. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Happy to have you guys on board for a Wednesday morning with the Preston and Steve Show, the midweek point. We have hit that. Happy to be on board, and we have some things that are going on today. We have a secret text for a chance for you to uh, get five-pack of tickets for you <coughs> and your five fab friends to enjoy an evening of with the Fab Five ah. 20 years later this Saturday at the Wind Creek Event Center in Bethlehem. So we had uh, Carson Cressley on at Camp Out for Hunger. Yeah. He was talking about that event. So that's what we're going to give away for the secret text word today. So uh, is that know, a- Preston, we're going to have secret text word in about two minutes. All right. So <laughs> Marissa, by the way, Casey is out today. So Marissa is going to be my caddy this yes. morning. She's going to be fine caddy. my right-hand hey, dude Steve. here uh, and will be handling all things that Casey normally handles which is a lot folks <laughs> and normally this is not Marissa's gig so we're going to have some we're going to have some bumps in the road it's just it's the way it goes cuz it's a it's a lot to take on on top of other things like getting our secret text word ready and all that Marissa's going to be handling multi uh duties today so uh bear with us a little bit on that but case is a little under the weather he was uh last couple of days if you were listening you could hear he sounded a little nasally and it, it really came to uh, um, um, a big uh, point where he couldn't handle anymore yesterday. during our conference call last night when he first spoke up, I thought he was you. Sorry, oh, really? I, yeah, so I knew his voice was uh, was uh, was bad. Yeah, so we'll see how he holds up, and uh, and maybe he'll be back in tomorrow. I don't know, yeah. but uh, we shall find out. All right, with all of that, we're going to take a quick break, come back, and uh, get the entertainment report. Man, a big celebrity death, unfortunately, huh. and, and, and unexpected when we'll get to that story and others when we return, so stay with us. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Playing the role of Casey Boy Foster this morning will be Marissa Magnata, as Casey is out today. She's our utility player. She sure is, yeah. yeah. And uh, stepping into her role is Connor today. <laughs> Another so utility got, player. Everybody's shifting over a couple of seats today. But um, uh, we thank everybody for the extra effort, and we'll see if you can answer this stupid question correctly to win a prize. We are going to give away a Hand and Stone gift card, if you can get it right. Which U.S. state is known as the Flickertail State. The Flickertail State. You ever heard of that? No, not at all. I've never heard Sounds of that. Sounds sexual. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. Which U.S. state is known as the Flickertail State? We'll mention some birthdays while we await your call this morning. Today being the 13th day of December. Uh, Steve Buscemi has a birthday today. Uh, who's better than Steve Buscemi? Yeah. I mean, unbelievable dramatic actor and comedic actor. The Sandler stuff alone yep. is wonderful. I just watched a big Lebowski again not that yeah. long ago, and uh, he's such a um, delightful goofball in that movie. You know, he's kind of an idiot, yeah, um, but a lovable one. Yeah, he is. He, he's a guy that is. Uh, he, he does not have your classic Hollywood looks, no, but has made a very successful career out of being an actor. Uh, Boardwalk Empire. He was, you know, kind of a. Yeah. He was the kingpin, sort of, and and pulled that off. And yet, uh, you know, the the guy with the eyes is skewing Mr. Deeds. Yes. <laughs> uh, so he's celebrating. It's his 66th today. Uh, Jamie Foxx, who we thought was headed the, uh, to, to the, the great beyond recently. He thought so. Bounced back. He's doing better. He is celebrating his 56th birthday today. So I was watching a video of him uh, just hanging out with some friends. He's, the guy is so effing talented. Oh, yeah. He is a... An incredible impressionist. He does a spot on Trump. He does a spot on, you know, I mean, just amazing impressions. Uh, and, you know, that along with the, the, the musicianship and, and yeah. everything else. He's a renaissance guy because Terrific. not only the, the, you know, impressions and acting capabilities, let's not forget, he's a great comedian yes. too. That's where he started. That I was mean, the like whole deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he does it all. And he's an, a phenomenal keyboardist and singer. It's unbelievable how talented he is. You know, he's really funny in his uh, undercover bosses. He's just that guy that, like, like, setting up the uh, the wet bandit thing, you know, and um, he's just the whole time he's hilarious. They go to him and they think he's a hardened con, and I think he yeah. was seen on shoplifting or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just because yeah, he's like yeah, a yeah. scary looking black guy. Yeah. And like, yeah, we can trust this guy to get us a criminal. So he is uh, fifty six years old today. The great Dick Van Dyke is uh, ninety eight wow. years old. So the other day I saw a picture pop up, and I'm like, no, no, I didn't know what the context was. Was it like Twitter, the timeline, or whatever? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. and he was doing fine. Man, he, you know, I, I saw a couple of years ago a video of him. He goes to the gym every yeah. morning. He works out. He is still flexible and mobile, and he also just goes to people sometimes and hands out money to people he thinks that need a little helping People hand. like that. Yeah. Uh, when people hand them money. Yeah, yeah he's just a super do. generous dude. And he's just, a, you know, and you think about, uh, you know, he was 
not only an actor, but he's a great dancer, yeah. singer, the whole routine. Mary so Poppins. He's, he's the package. He is celebrating his 98th today. Tim or Tom DeLong has his birthday. Wow. Uh, Blink 182 fame, of course. Uh, Angels and Airwaves, another project of his. But the we all knew that that group had to get back together and uh, and do their thing and how successful it would be. And now look at them. They're just, you know. And their song chronicling the uh, the return to, uh, to to getting back together and, and the, the frustration and the sadness and all the things that had to, to you know, the confluence of events that had to lead to it. It's just a beautiful song. Yep. One more time. Yeah. Uh, so Tom celebrating his 48th birthday today. Morris Day. Wow. Uh, Morris Day and the Time is a year older. Uh, Jungle Love, uh, The Bird, a lot of great, cool songs. I have a few of those on my playlist because they're just fun to listen to. And he's great in, in Purple Rain. You know, it's a great part of Purple Rain. And it's just sort of a character thing that they throw in when he's, he's you know, crapping all over Prince. And then there's a, a pause where you see him and he, he, for a second, he's thinking about what he's doing. Why am I and, doing And this? you can see yeah. there's a little bit of humanity in and there. And he's too deep into it to stop to doing stop it. To stop it, yeah. You know, but uh, I agree. That's a that's a great part. Also, him and, uh, uh, I think it's Jesse, like his side guy, are, are in, in the club. <laughs> and they kind of notice they're both wearing sunglasses. Yeah. And they look at each other and they didn't mean to. And they're like, huh! <laughs> <laughs> they just have this moment. It's great. Morris Day is 66 today. Uh, Steve, uh, the great Jeff Skunk Baxter. Uh. Of both Steely Dan and the Doobie Brothers. Tremendous amount of great music. Yep. Super talented dude. And is sometimes employed as a national defense advisor. He is uh, incredibly smart. He invented the tank. Uh, well, I don't know about that, oh, but, but I, think he, I think he has to do with, like, you know, missiles and things like that. Like, he's a rocket scientist. Uh, Did you know that Richard Marks, the musician for a brief period, ran NORAD? No. Yeah. He ran yeah. NORAD? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. The, the, the defense capabilities of our musicians. Uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter is one of those people I always found it interesting because a lot of times he would sit down uh, on stage while playing guitar and he, he would just kind of settle in and that would be his spot. So he is 75 today. Um, it's Taylor Swift's birthday. Oh! Taylor Swift... Our, I get you know, would she be like the princess of America? She's she's a <laughs> yeah. virtual royalty. Uh, really, when you stop to weigh out the achievements in entertainment, yeah. the the accolades, uh, and people compared to the to the Beatles phenomenon, it's it's there. Yeah. I I don't I can't recall a musician having this amount of impact yeah. for so long. Well, I mean, I just, pre parties, yeah, days before the right. tour rolls. Right. I mean, I, I would say probably at least the most I've ever seen outside of the stadiums that she's playing in. Uh, you know, yeah. People right. going to right. just listen to whatever they can. Yeah, and to be around it, to yeah. be near it. Yeah. I just read this morning, though. She, I mean, she is. Uh, she donates a lot of her money, and uh, there was, uh, I think, to some sort of uh, to uh, where was the tornado in um, Tennessee? Tennessee. She, yeah. So she just donated to them. I read that this yeah, morning. Yeah, million bucks. And that's what. But that's what I love about her. Like she, some of the reason I started liking her was because I started seeing these videos of her popping up and she would just randomly like somebody would say something to her on you know on social media and she would pop up at their house or she'd send roses to their place of business and say right. hey sorry I, I couldn't come by when I was in town but right. you know here, here's a little gift or whatever just those little things and you know and then of course their music. I want to read the uh, person of the year article in time because I mean that's a pretty impressive honor and Steve like the economic impact alone <laughs> on what she's done for like quite literally the world and the American economy um, but I saw her sing the national anthem I think it was 2008 
uh, World Series, maybe Game Three or Game Four, and uh, she was just a kid at the time who was yeah. from Why Miss or Why Missing, right? I uh, think right so. outside so of right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it's just it's pretty amazing where she is. You know what? She I watched a documentary on her, and this was um, I think it was done years ago, so it wasn't the most current one. Um, but she's really hard on herself with uh, you know as far as performing goes yeah. and uh, the way perfectionist and the yeah. way she looks, and, and she actually had to. She said she had to stop um, focusing on her weight and what she looked like, and really focus more on the music and she said like sometimes she'll, she'll fall back into that and she'll start worrying about the weight and what people are saying meanwhile she's so thin but yeah. uh, worrying about what people are saying to her or saying about her and then she said she has to remind herself like, okay we're not doing that anymore we're not worrying about that you know and we're just going to focus on other things right. yeah, the whole Kelsey thing it, it bothers the crap out of me still I hate it uh, but she is self-made and like somebody like totally. Lady Gaga kind of had that kind of community but she took that type of community yeah, and built it um, but while she was here in Philadelphia, she donated to Phil Abundance. Oh, That's nice. awesome. There yeah. you go. There awesome. you go. So she's 34 today. Uh, then a couple more. Wendy Malik, uh, the actress, Just Shoot Me, hot in Cleveland. Uh, she is 73 today. Amy Lee of Evanescence has ah. her birthday. She's been on our program and, and chatted with a few other jocks here at MMR from time to time. She's 42 years old. And then the final birthday I saw is Mr. Fletcher Cox of your Philadelphia Eagles. And he turns 33. He <laughs> is such a massive human being being. I was at a restaurant with him one day and I uh, put my purse down. He literally sat on my purse. Sat on your purse. And didn't realize it. Didn't even feel it in his leg. Wow. I was like, oh, that's, that's my clutch He's right a big there. fella. <laughs> Alright, let's see if we can get an answer to the super question. Which U.S. state is known as the Flicker Tail State? And we are going to go to Aaron to see if she knows the answer. Hi, Aaron. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Is it North Dakota? It is North Dakota. Yeah. Wow. Right to the answer. I love it. And I have no idea what a flicker tail even is. Aaron, hang on the line. We are going to set you up with a Hand and Stone gift card. And that's good for a free massage and facial. You can give the gift of glow this holiday season with a gift card at Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. Buy a spa package and you can get a free massage or facial gift card. And anyone can enjoy their massage services and rejuvenating glow with the facial services provide. Restrictions apply. You can see the spa for more details. Well, this was terrible to see yesterday and out of nowhere. But the great Andre Brower, the intense actor who won an Emmy for Homicide, Life on the Street, and demonstrated his range in the comedy series Brooklyn Nine-Nine, passed away. He was 61 years old, and apparently it was due to what's being called a brief illness. Yeah. We don't know what that is yet. Uh, he was amazing. Uh, he massed dozens of credits in movies and television after a stunning debut as a sensitive soldier in the 1989 film Glory which he was incredible in. Uh, he followed that by playing baseball great Jackie Robinson in the TV movie The Court Martial of Jackie Robinson before landing his featured role in Homicide, which is an adaptation of David Simon's book about Baltimore detectives, of course, and he won an Emmy for that as Detective Frank Pemberton. Pembleton. Uh, he remained uh, much in demand after that series, co-starred in the movie Primal Fear, uh, as well as Spike Lee's Get on the Bus. Uh, he was in the sci-fi thriller Frequency and starred in his own series Series called Gideon's Crossing. Uh, he earned his second Emmy in 2006 for the FX miniseries Thief, amassing 11 nominations overall. Yeah, the dude was phenomenal. He was yeah. also in uh, um, uh, God, Preston, the uh, the Mist. 
The Mist, yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, he was also a lot of other TV shows, Men of a Certain Age, and then he played, of course, on Brooklyn Nine-Nine as Captain Ray Holt. That ran for eight seasons, and he received Emmy uh, nominations for those shows. Uh, Terry Crews, his co-star yeah. on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, took to Instagram, and he was just shattered by Absolutely. it. He said, I can't believe you're gone so soon. I'm honored to have known you, laughed with you, worked with you, shared eight glorious years watching your irreplaceable talent. This hurts. You left us too soon. You taught me so much. I'll be forever grateful for the experience of knowing you. Thank you for your wisdom, your advice, your kindness, and your friendship. Deepest condolences to what uh, to your wife and family in this difficult time. You showed me what life, a life well lived, looked like. He was uh, he was born in Chicago, graduated from Stanford, and he went to Juilliard Yeah, as I, well. He was the real deal. We had him on the show a couple times. I actually yeah. got to shake his hand. It was the year that Glory came out, and somehow I got invited to a film awards in Manhattan, and Denzel was there. And uh, you know he was he was young there, but in, in in Glory, which is one of the seminal movies for me, it's just just amazing. He's Everybody's incredible. so amazing. He is, yeah. yeah, and he he is the counter to Denzel's character, and they both see each other's humanity by yeah. the end of the movie, which is so beautiful. Couple of clips. This is uh, from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, Captain Hold. Here we go. Do you want to know how I actually hurt my wrist? Yes. I was hula hooping. <laughs> Kevin and I attend a class for fitness and for fun. Oh my god! I've mastered all the moves: the pizza toss, <laughs> the tornado, the scorpion, the oopsie doodle. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? Because no one will ever believe you. You sick son of a bitch! <laughs> he is so good. His his voice, his oh delivery. <laughs> Oh, it's so rich. That um, that role alone is so brilliant for somebody you know for being so intense and powerfully dramatic. Yeah. And he savored being able to be comedic on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, here's a clip from him on uh, Homicide. What are you doing tonight? I'm going to pay some bills. Maybe you want to come over for dinner? Want me to what? Have dinner with me. Pasta, salad, uh... Dinner. Dinner. At your house. <laughs> you want me to come over to your house and have dinner with you? That's what you're asking me. Never mind. Never mind. No, Frank. Frank, listen to me. I'd love to come over and to have dinner at your house. Okay. 8.30. Uh, you want me to bring something? Maybe. I know you don't drink wine, but maybe Mary would like to have some wine. Mary won't be there. She won't? No. Why not? Mary, Mary left me. <laughs> He's such a great actor. Yeah, I love that show, um, Steve. You know, I was thinking about with Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like, I don't, I can't think of, and I'm sure you can, but I can't think of like somebody who delivers lines that way in such a straight manner. There's no punchline. There's no setup. No, you know, and he's playing opposite Andy Samberg, who's such a goofball and so silly. And Brower's just straight ahead, but you still laugh really hard. There was a there was a, an episode, Preston, uh, of that speaking of that, to that fact, Nick, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, where there is this guy, this this new um, quasi intern, is coming to the precinct, and Holt is goes, he's hitting on me like crazy. It's insane. It's it's it, and and he's not. You can't. Not. There's no visible right. sign. Yeah, 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 and yeah, then yeah. three quarters of the way through the episode, he admits that he is. And and they all look at him and goes, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Sixty one years old, man. I I'm I'm very curious as to what what took him, what how, how yeah, he got, how, yes. how he went so quickly or Way too young. Around. Yeah. Uh now speaking of uh people having uh, medical issues, uh Kate Makucci. Yes. Uh Big Bang Theory alum and uh part of uh, Garfunkel Oates. We've had her on the program many times. Love her. Um is unraveling the mysteries of a recent medical diagnosis. 
diagnosis. She revealed that she recently underwent surgery after being diagnosed with lung cancer. And uh, she posted a TikTok video, and we have the audio of that, and this is her. This is not a TikTok. It's a sick talk. I'm in the hospital because I had lung cancer surgery yesterday. It's pretty weird because I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. So, you know, it, it was a surprise, but also I guess it happens. And so the greatest news is they caught it early. They got it out. I'm all good. But it's been a little bit of a trip. Yeah. Uh, she said, probably be moving slow for a few weeks, but uh, I'll be back at it. Can't wait to be painting some more, she said. And so, you know, it's the same scenario that eventually took Andy Kaufman. He had lung yeah. cancer and he never smoked. I have no idea if it's the same type yeah. that he had or not, but uh, it's just kind of out of the blue. And uh, so uh, her comment section obviously was full of uh, well wishes from fans, and we would like to echo all that because she's a sweet person. Man. Yeah. She's really, really cool and very funny and really talented. So hopefully, hopefully they got everything out of the way. We will see. Um, better news. Uh, Hillary Duff revealed on Instagram Tuesday she is pregnant with her fourth child. Whoa! Uh, yeah, she shared that uh, her family's holiday card, which included a photo of herself holding her baby bump and text that reads, buckle up, buttercups. We're adding one more to this crazy bunch. And you know, she- yeah, as part of the holiday joy process, getting cards in the mail and trying to count how many kids I don't know in the pictures oh, I'm receiving. I, I've always said, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, put at least put yourself in there yeah, as right. well. So I don't, we know, I don't know your children. Oh, Who is this? And yeah. it wouldn't help. It wouldn't hurt to pop the names underneath. That'd be nice. Too. Oh, it, uh, for me, it's a game. I try not yeah. to look at right, the right, return right, yeah, address yeah. and I <laughs> open it up and see if I can identify the kids. Okay, so just by their face just and if, yeah, there's, yeah. Uh, if there's any yep. similarities to the parents. Well, okay. and if no, no, yeah, and if there's just, if there's no kids, I mean, if there's no parents in the pictures, no adults, I open it up, cover the name, and I'm like, hmm, do I know this family? <laughs> well, fortunately, she was in this picture, uh, but she captioned the post, surprise, surprise. Uh, she and her husband, Matthew, already share two daughters together. She shares her son with her ex-husband, uh, Mike Comrie. So uh, she's got another, I can't believe Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> yeah, four kids. Fourth kid. Wow. Um, uh, here's another story uh, in that same line. Uh, e! News reports that Adam Driver and his wife, Joanne Tucker, have privately welcomed their second child oh. to the world. Uh, the two of them met at Juilliard. They were married in 2013. They had their first child in 2016. So they have added yet another one. No word on uh, on the sex or name or any of that stuff or weight. None of it. But uh, maybe we'll find out down the road. Uh, interesting and fun story uh, out of Emma Stone. She had the unfortunate uh, and um, unfortunate accident just days before her wedding to Dave McCary in 2020. Uh, she was on the Smartless podcast and revealed that she said, the week that I got married, I opened her refrigerator and the handle broke off and I got a black eye. <laughs> I guess either the handle right, came yeah. up and hit her or the door did. Sure, I don't know yeah. what. Uh, and co-host Stephen Hayes said that she needs a helmet uh, and she replied, I need a helmet and extensive therapy as well. You show up at your wedding with a black eye and everyone is going to think, yeah. Uh, Abusive relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I guess maybe she's a bit of a klutz. I'm not really sure. But uh, that apparently had happened to her. Uh, here's a follow-up from a story we had yesterday. Alyssa Milano's mother, Lynn Milano, is denying Shannon Doherty's recent cl- claims that uh, she and Alyssa blocked Doherty from visiting her charmed co-star Holly Marie Combs in the hospital during the second season of the show. Of course. 
Lynn told TMZ she is sad that the Beverly Hills 90210 star feels that this way and that she wishes her the best as she battles stage four cancer. But she's... I have an observation about all this, Preston. Yes. I-, I love the taste of Milano cookies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. those are good. Yeah. I will, uh, I, yes. I, yeah, I you concur. agree? I concur, yeah. sir. So here's this issue to bed. There's good variety in there, too, Steve, because you can get the mint Milano. Which are excellent. You can get the double chocolate Milano. Which are excellent. You can get the dark chocolate Milano. I don't. The Troika's all great. Uh-huh. I don't think I've had the mint Milano. Oh, they're phenomenal. Think of uh, After yeah. 8. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that sort of vibe. Yeah, they have that thin slice of chocolate oh, in the yeah. middle there. Damn good. Oh, it's going to be my regular Saturday night. Then. Oh, anyway. oh, yeah. <laughs> we had dinner at the same time as that guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Amanda Bynes revealed she had cosmetic surgery on her eyelids. She said in a selfie video posted to her Instagram story, so I saw a couple of stories online that say I have a new look and I was never open about this before, but I actually had uh, blepharoplasty, I think is how you pronounce this, surgery on the skin folds in the corners of my eyes. Uh, she said it was one of the best things that I could have done for my self-confidence and it made me feel a lot better in my skin. I just wanted to post about this just to clear up the rumors as to why I have a new look. Uh, It's unclear when uh, the actress who has been in and out of mental health facilities this year had the procedure done. Is that medical or is that cosmetic? She's making it sound like it's cosmetic. So her parents... Unless she was tripping on her lids. Her parents, uh, Lynn and Rick Bynes, previously raised concerns about their daughter's plans to get plastic surgery when they placed her under conservatorship in 2013. In the court filing then, they claimed that uh, she would talk incessantly about cosmetic surgeries and that she she wanted completed and encouraged her mother to have plastic surgeries. Uh, Her conservatorship ended in March of 2022 after nearly nine years and, of course, a year later, she was found roaming the streets in L.A. naked before being placed on her first multiple uh, her first of multiple psychiatric holds this year alone. At that time, her ex fiance Paul um, Michael had uh, claimed that she had stopped taking her medication before her episode. Uh, she was placed on a second psychiatric hold in June before checking herself into an intensive patient mental health treatment center in July. Uh, her return to social media follows news that she was teaming up with a pal whom she met in treatment for a new podcast. So. The first episode of the Amanda Bynes and Paul right. Saminsky podcast features an interview with an L.A.-based tattoo artist named Dahlia Moth. And per the announcement on Instagram, Amanda and her co-host plan to interview their friends before reaching out to celebrities. Also, I don't think it's the eye thing that's making her look so different. This is her overall look. I mean, yeah, maybe her, a little bit of the eyes. Her hair but... is platinum blonde. She's got that 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 nose ring. Yeah. Um, yeah but but I'm, whatever the case... She seems to be a bit better. She's going to get rid of that heart tattoo, by the way, on her cheek. That's God, one yeah, of the episodes so. of the podcast. Yeah. I think she has had her way with that. Also, the jet black eyebrows. Also, they look, they're in a, a better picture. They're blue, They're blue. Steve. Yeah. Oh, are they? Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was talking, I wasn't talking, I was listening. They're very different things. To a uh, an actor, Alan Richson, who plays Jack Reacher in the series that's uh, on Amazon Prime. And he was, he's bipolar. And he talks about the, the way... You know, that, that people say, well, just, um, you know, well, just be thankful for all you have or and he was trying to explain it like in a, in a timeline and the way he describes 
somebody who might be in Amanda Bynes' mind and his is is so alien to us that any sure. way we try to process it yeah. will right. not work. It's very hard to understand yeah. and, and just hope that she, you know, continues to get the, the treatment yeah, and care that yeah. she needs and, and can live the best life that she can live. Hopefully. So, uh, a couple other things to mention. Um, yeah, this is really cool. 45 years after the sitcom Taxi premiered on ABC, the cast reunited on The View. Danny DeVito, Tony Danza, Christopher Lloyd, Judd Hirsch, Mary Lou Henner, and Carol Kane all got together again to celebrate the milestone on Monday. <laughs> Great sitcom. Uh, DeVito said, for us, from the first day, the first moment we got together, it was like family. We were hugging, kissing the first day, and we didn't even really know each other. Uh, we read the script, and everyone was falling into place. It was miraculous, uh, but we appreciated it and never took it for granted, and we always felt like the work was the most important thing. Did they have any insight as to why Tony Denz has become such a bastard? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think they covered that on Not at all. The View that morning, but... Um, Let me ask you. Yeah. It <laughs> remains to be seen. Who knows? Uh, Steve, I'm sure you saw this, but Warner Brothers released the new trailer for Dune. Oh, Part yeah. Two. Really? It is awesome. It showcases, <laughs> in part, the romance between Zendaya's character Chani and Timothy Chalamet's Paul. The trailer also provides a glimpse at Christopher Walken as Emperor Shaddam IV uh, and Florence Pugh's Princess Arulan and Austin Butler's Fade Rautha Harkonnen, which looks... Man, does he look good. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dune Part 2 is set to hit theaters on March 1st of 2024. I'm so when, excited. When they use the word visionary when describing a director and the film, um, that would be this. Yeah. Uh, the original Dune, um, all of the choices that were made were amazing. Uh, going with uh, more real sets, practical sets, and uh, at least, you know, desert scenes, locations. I think it all works so well. I watched that first one, I kid you not, beginning to end at least 10 times yeah, right now. Yeah, likewise. Like, like, it was kind of a go-to, nothing else is on. All right, I'm putting Dune on. I just love that movie. Um, and also, uh, on Tuesday, Netflix dropped a teaser trailer for the third season of Bridgerton. Uh, the series is set to premiere in two parts. You still for- dialed into that, Kathy? Yeah, I mean, I'm up to date. It's been a little while. So I'll watch this, yeah. Uh, the first part will be available on the platform May 16th, and the second part will be, be available on June 13th, yeah. which is cool because that's not too big of a, of a no, spread. Yeah, yeah. Too far. yeah, I don't yeah. mind the two part, but when they spread it out and yeah. it's so long, it's like you forget, you know, you forget about what happened. I get angry. Yeah. <laughs> F you in your show. What yeah. is this one focusing on? Does it uh, say? It penises. Say. Uh, I don't know. Not really sure on this one, Kat. No, because when uh, what's his name left, they then focused on the brother right. and his relationship. So yeah, I think this is his dry cleaner. Okay. Two more quick things. Netflix's reality dating experience, uh, Love is Blind, has been renewed for two more seasons. My fiance loves Dude, it. so does Rochelle, man. Wait, what? Is, I need to get it on you, this. You know baby. the conceit on this one, don't you, Kathy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and uh, Preston, maybe um, Andrea and Rochelle can have a conversation about it. But what she really likes is um, they the writing, so to speak, on the show is good. Like, they set up the characters really well, and they're people that you root for that turn out to be villains, and, you know, people. That are idiots initially, and you're like, oh, I, I kind of like this person by the end. It's typical reality TV, but um, it, for whatever reason, for them, it works. If there is any wedge that is settling in in my marriage, <laughs> <laughs> it's the TV shows that my wife watches. Yeah, because I just I have <laughs> no interest. 
Love what? is blind doesn't work for you? Love is blind, 90 Day Fiance, uh, you know, Pussy Island, whatever that yeah, show yeah. is called, Fantasy, I, the Super Hot People Island. Love, I, love, love Island. Love Island. Right. I, I, like, I, you know, what about sis, my sister wives? <laughs> oh my God. Does she watch my 600 pound life? Sometimes, yeah. stuff like that. Pimple yeah. Popper? No, oh, not okay. a popper. Not uh, you popper. know what? I'm not into the re- well, quote reality shows though. Like, I need a little story. I right? Need... You need a little Bridgerton. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, Shell and Andrea can. <laughs> we need our own activity, Nick. While <laughs> yes. they're watching that, yeah, we porn. have to get something together. You we can do like the autofocus scene. Yeah, just sit together and watch porn. I'm we sorry. Do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can. All right. So <laughs> it is going to return uh, on Valentine's Day. Uh, season six relocates the pods to. Charlotte, North Carolina, as a new group of singles hope to get engaged without ever seeing their partner in person. And after the partner, after the pod dating ends in proposals, the engagement couples go on vacation, they move in together, and they plan their weddings as the cameras follow them to document everything. Uh, when their weddings arrive, each person will have to decide whether they say I do or I don't at the altar. And of course, it's hosted by Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey, and they'll be back for season yeah, six and cor- seven. Correction, Preston, it's Valentine's. Oh, Day. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Jackie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're good hosts. Nick Lachey and, and Vanessa yeah, Manola, yeah. they do a really good job driving it forward. Okay. <laughs> all right. And one last thing. Just a quick question here. So do all the contestants on that show, they, they agree to be blinded? Yes, they get stabbed uh, with a hot uh, poker. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, by the way, congratulations to the Yuzaki family for winning the trophy oh, on did? last night's episode of the Great Christmas oh, Light Party. Wow. So glad I watched it. Did you? Yeah. They brought it home for the entire South Jersey and Philly nice. community. Hundreds of guests came out to Glow Light Show last night for the viewing party. So they got everything back up and running then? Uh, I guess so. Well, yeah. okay. the two things, there was the, you know, their, their home, and then I, I think this other attraction. Well, no, Glow, Glow was the, is their business that right. got vandalized, remember? And they, right. had, they and pulled And that's where they had the, the viewing party. Yeah. Uh, right, yes. So yeah. last night. So uh, Dan, Kim, Charlie, and Chase, and uh, Deford Dazzling Lights uh, presented a video video game 80s themed light show at their home in Deptford and most pieces have now been moved to glow by the way uh, they used the $50,000 prize money to help create glow that's uh, so I, apparently i guess maybe they filmed this yes okay, uh, got a, it. As a while part back of it. Yeah. so they already knew that they won so they they set it up to uh-huh. to make glow even bigger and better and uh, this is because uh, Dan and his family live and breathe and love christmas and wanted to spread christmas joy to the community all these years yeah. No, 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 I want the, the trophy that they give out, which is like a like a Christmas bulb. So they're going really to cool. they're going to feature that at Glow. Oh, nice! That's uh, that's where they're going to put that into the uh, into the presentation there. So congratulations! And I, did I say that right? Uzaki family, or is it Uzaki? I'm not really sure. It was Uzaki. I Uzaki, believe. Yeah. All right. Congratulations, guys! That's huge, and uh, we're very very happy for you. All right, um, we are ready for clips. Marissa, drum roll, please. All right, Poor Things tells the story of a young woman brought back to life and grows steadfast in her purpose to stand for equality and liberation. In this clip, Emma Stone talks about playing this part for herself, not for others. There's only so much choice you can make as an actor, especially at different points in your career. But when you get to make choices of like what you want to work on and who you want to work with and all of that, I think I don't ever think from the outside in. Like, I don't think about, like, what people...
people would expect of me or something. I want to see you naked. Kathy, what do you think of her? Uh, yeah, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Is it her mouth? Uh, I, yeah, maybe a little bit. A little I, bit. I love her. I think she's great. Uh, and I think she's got a cute little lisp kind of thing going yeah. on. But there are sometimes like the shape of her mouth makes me go, mm. uh, I don't really? know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is. And I think she's beautiful without question, but there's some little things she does with her mouth that kind of. Yeah, th- there's some things that I love her in, but there are other things where I'm just staring okay. at her. Preston? Yeah. Love that movie. I hate that movie. Oh, you hate La La Yeah. I like, and I've told you, I don't like musicals. I love that movie. Likewise. Likewise. Poor Things is now in theaters. That's what I really liked her in. Poor Things? No, 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 no. Oh, in La La Land. Yeah, La La Land. All right, next clip. Here we go. And leave the world behind. A family's getaway to a luxurious rental home takes an ominous turn when a cyber attack knocks out their devices and two strangers appear at their door. In this clip, Julia Roberts talks about firsts she had creating this movie. I remember it was really hot and just screaming for hours until I truly had no voice and we had to change the next few scenes that we had the next day because I could not talk anymore. I've never lost my voice in my life. Could you shut up? Uh, Casey saw it. He said it's really good. Really? Uh, yeah, Leave the World, a, World Behind is in theaters now, by the way. Like a weird, weird sort of Twilight Zone sort of thing to it? Yeah, and he said it's. He said the end is strange, yeah. but, uh, but he really did enjoy it. So, uh, But he said it's a suspense uh, thriller right. type of thing. So I'm down with that. All right, there you go. That's uh, the entertainment report for this morning, my friend. We have some stuff going on. Uh, it's a Wednesday, so we'll go on Fox Good Day uh, less than an hour from now. Uh, we also have a secret text word, which is now up and running. And we have a chance for you to win a five-pack of tickets uh, for you and friends to join an evening with the Fab Five. 20 years later, it's this Saturday uh, at the Wind Creek Event Center in Bethlehem. So Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, the gang's back together. And you can go, so text word secret to 39333. We'll do invites for Christmas Miracle in just a little. You know what? I should do a couple now. Really? Yeah, I think so. Really? Give me some Christmas oh. spirit here, if you don't mind, Marissa. That's a whole page of stuff right there. So just, uh, yeah, here we go. Christmas Miracle, my friends. Let's take callers 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. If you're able to join us one week from today in Phoenixville at the Colonial Theater, uh, we're going to have a good time. We're going to give away tons of prizes. And don't forget to wear your ugly sweater because, of course, we have the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest that is taking place. You can go to WMMR.com for another chance to win, by the way, and information on the Miller Lite free party that's taking place. We'll take those callers 10 and 11. Call only if you can actually be there. And it's for the entire morning uh, next Wednesday in Phoenixville. 215-263-WMMR is the number. We'll do some more invites through the course of the morning. Stay put. We'll be back in a sec. The Tomorrow from 7 to 9, Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show rocks Kavanaugh's Rittenhouse, 1913 Sansom Street in Center City with the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles-Giants tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy $4 Bud Light 12-ounce cans. So, got an email the other day from somebody who was uh, not happy about something that we spoke about on our show. Nice person. Yeah, mind you, but I would like to read their uh, their message. Um, and they, it, uh, I've edited down some of this because it was a pretty lengthy email. They've been a long time listener to the show. By One the way. person on this show pissed them off. Um, 
Kind of sort. Okay. Well, no, a couple of people did. All right. A couple of things that were said. It says Preston had a story about uh, string pins in bowling alleys. Right. Okay. And Kathy spoke about bowling alleys. And by the way, alleys is in um, quotations uh, because alley is not a word. Uh, this uh, the, the author of this, she said, alley is not a word I use to describe our bowling centers. So Kathy spoke about bowling alleys. My, they're called bowling alleys on the sign. She says, my bowling center is neither dark nor dingy. Mm-hmm. You are welcome anytime to either of our locations. And I'll, I'll tell you where this is in a moment. No, she said, you. Preston said, I know what you're talking about, Kathy. Carpets are dirty. That was a direct hit. We have completely remodeled the center in Northeast Philadelphia over the last nine years. The owners I work for are two of the best guys you could ever work for. They care about the center and care about their employees. Casey stating that the seats are from the 1970s is not true at all. And then Steve's comment about the guy with the glass eye behind the shoe counter was the cherry on top. I like that one. Uh, she said, we are in the entertainment industry. We also have a full service bar and grill. Our food and beverages are five stars. Our our pizza is in the top three of the best pizzas around. You should try it, Casey. Our centers are packed at a consistent basis, not only on league nights. And yes, it is profitable, Casey. I am a manager, event coordinator, and youth bowling league director, amongst a million other titles. Uh, and she says, my invitation extends to all of you. Anytime you'd like to bring your family bowling, reach out to me. I'd be glad to show off our bowling centers. I still love all of you and will still listen to uh, the show every day. That is from D. Campbell the district manager of Thunderbird Lanes, which you can find at uh, 3075 Home Avenue in Philadelphia and also 1475 West Street Road in Warminster. Thunderbird Lanes. Thunderbird Lanes. So this led me to a thought um, to pose to the listeners of the show that, and and the, the conceit is, my job or my industry gets a bad rap. It's not as bad as you think it is, and right. I would like you to go ahead and tell us why. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Whatever it is you do, whatever industry you work in, has some stereotypes that, that just either aren't true or are blown out of proportion, and you would like to tell us why. Try to clean the slate a little bit I'd like that. to hear about it. All right, yeah. Because, yeah. okay. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I was saying, yes, not all bowling alleys are dumps. That's definitely... That's what you said off air. I did not yeah. say that. <laughs> <laughs> Did not say that off air, but I have been to bowling alleys that are dumps in my time. There, listen, there are there are places that for for the while all the rage was the upscale meeting place, the Lucky Strikes, sure. and all that. That was yeah. yes, of course Those they are. are. Yes, I well, I have news for you though. I think, like, the place that we went and had the little bowling party with the station uh, went, that time Bill Weston hooked that up, you know, that was a little rundown. I like that, too. Like yeah, the that dingy character. ones. Yeah, I like the character. <laughs> I, I agree, Steve. Well, listen, I don't think that we said, and I know we're going with this topic, but I don't think we said that your job was terrible. For no, me, you said that off air. No, stop. <laughs> for, for me, and that email, I understand, and, and, and that person is, you know, defending where they work and their yes. business and all of that. And listen, some of them might might be nice. When Lucky Strike first opened, and that was gorgeous, 
I'll be honest. I hated that too. There I you don't, go. You don't like bowling. I don't like bowling alleys. Yeah. I don't like bowling centers. I don't like bowling. <laughs> you're, okay? you're so, more, yeah. And and yes, I'm sure it is packed, <sighs> and that's part of the reason I don't like it. There, you you're, you're going to go and and you all sometimes those gross people. There are a lot of people oh. in a place no, no, no. I think sucks. No, listen. No, I'm saying the the the, the lanes are are, are taken. People. Yes, there's there's they are booked. I'm not saying that people don't like it. I just don't like it. Right. Yeah, exactly. We weren't we weren't taking aim at your industry, D. I mean, we just uh, we're having a little fun conversation about it. And Kathy's not into bowling alleys, and yeah. she was telling us why. And not everybody is going to love it, but we were just pointing. Listen, almost any place is going to have some uh, unattractive attributes to it. But um, yeah, so don't worry about it. I'm sure it's I'm th- Thunderbird Lanes is probably awesome. I'm sure, yeah. It's fantastic. Well, we'll, we'll take Kathy. Kathy will take us there for a party. What I do like hearing <laughs> is that she takes pride in the place. Yes, and that's that's pretty. Cool. A lot of times, your your particular occupation, even your business, is is besmirched, you know, by the general public. And and you, you listen, if you can be proud of or uh, uh, say my occupation is better than you think, that's that's something good. If you yeah. enjoy where you work, we've all had jobs where like. If somebody said, "Where you know you, you were going to dump," you'd say, "Yeah, you're right. I hate it." Oh yeah, 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 without question. All right, uh, some calls two one five two six three WMMR is the number. We will go to Richard first. Hi, Richard. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? Hey, so I work in the automotive industry, and people are always saying, "Oh, you have to know everything about your car. You don't." really need to. <laughs> so it's to, a to, lot easier than people think. To work in the automotive industry, you're saying you don't have to know a lot. <laughs> I mean, you do have to know some stuff. But you like, could be virtually brain dead and do what I do for a living. Car. Well, let me ask you, Richard, now with all the computer systems, I think, listen, I think it's, it's a highly skilled, um, you know, occupation. I think especially now with the computer systems uh, systems and stuff like that, uh, you're, you're saying that the, the common misconception, though, is that you have to basically be able to dismantle and rebuild a car completely. Yes. Wait a minute. The automotive industry has a lot of different jobs. What job are you referring to? Uh, well, I do um, automotive painting. Okay. Area. Okay. I'm All actually right. um, working on some stuff right now myself. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so, so yeah, that's, that's, that's very specific. I was thinking you were talking about automotive repair. Right. Yeah. Right. I was that's, thinking maybe that's sales. The main area that everyone gets all upset about is like you don't need to know everything. You can be really good at engines and follow through on just engines. There's people that get paid to do just engines. that can specify. You okay. know, he brings up a good point. Thanks, Richard. You know, it's surprisingly easier than you might think. Carjacking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it easier? It really is. It's you just really... walk up and say, "Give me your car." A lot of people are exploring the job opportunities in Philadelphia now okay. with carjacking. Sure, we've seen a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. amateurs out there <laughs> trying it out. Uh, I'm going to go to Christian. Hi, Christian. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. I'm really sorry Casey's not in today because I really wanted to let him know that I do, in fact, have a sister. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, man. Sister <laughs> Christian. And damn it, Casey would know where yeah. it is. I don't know. It's okay. It's uh, okay. It's, don't worry about it. All right. What you, oh, wait. Hold on. Give me one second here. We are we going to, to honor your request, sir, and we are going to do that right now. Nice work. Marissa's filling in for Casey today. All right, Christian, what do you do for a living, man? All right, so I'm a tax accountant. So there's a couple of... Oh, we're losing you, man. Can you repeat that? Say that again. Your signal's breaking up. Nope. I was going to say, he makes fun of us all the time for being an accountant, so I'm a tax accountant. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so Steve makes fun of us all the time, and, um, yeah, it's, it's not as boring as people think numbers or anything like that. I'm not dorky. Um, 
you know, I'm a big guy. I, I played ice hockey my entire life. And, uh, yeah, so it's just, you know, it's, um, it's a so the, completely different profession. People think we just look at Excel spreadsheets all day, but it's not truly what we do. You're saying the common perception of the of the bespectacled sort of you know sitting over crunching numbers kind of guy is is not true or girl, and, and that would you consider it an exciting profession? Absolutely. So I'm in client services. So I'm at client sites all the time, and we sell work a lot. Really? Um, it's, yeah. It's really not just. I work for a big company called Pricewaterhouse Coopers. Oh yes, of course. Um, yeah. So every time you bring up auditing the Oscars, we get a good chuckle. Um, so because they messed it up a couple of years back, yeah. if you remember that said the wrong name. La La Land. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it's it's a completely different profession that folks you know really don't truly understand. Yeah. Um, and just you know, I hear Jackie Bam Bam saying crunching the numbers all the time. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me ask you, uh, Christian. Um, like for example, one of the big things we hear about now a lot is forensic accounting. Uh, oh yeah, is yes. that something you engage in? Absolutely. So we have an entire forensic accounting practice within the firm who basically go in and investigate things. We also have a cybersecurity practice that ah. has to do with accounting and they go in and they basically try to break into companies' firewalls, et cetera, and get paid a lot of money to do that stuff. Well, I, cool. I, would I stand assume, corrected. I would assume like uh, people that handle um, uh, computer tech uh, problems, for you, it might be similar in that those guys love fixing a problem. Yes, yeah. Like uh, me, it's a nightmare. But right. <laughs> they see it as a challenge and almost like a puzzle that they need to work out and are not going to stop until they fix the problem. They once they once made a movie of my mind. It was called An Unattractive Mind. There you go. Yeah. But uh, Christian, unattractive is it is it kind of similar with you? You like to you, you like to figure this this thing out. One hundred percent, press. So okay. it, it's it's essentially we get client calls. I get client calls all day long saying I have an issue with this. I have a problem with this. I don't know what to do with this. And it's really just professional problem solving. It's not necessarily sitting in front of your computer all day, crunching the numbers. It's, uh, it's really, it's, it's client interaction. It, it, it's fun, it's exciting, so yeah. Chris, right. you need a shirt that says just crunching the numbers. numbers on you it. You know what? Get, get Greg Monahan to make you something. All right, there we go. All right, yeah. Done. All right, All right thanks, thanks, Christian. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, man. We'll see you. So I, I have a friend. Now, this is a more exotic um uh, profession, but he's he's a surgeon. He's a, a, a neurosurgeon, yeah, yeah. and like that, it's uh, the, you know he's presented with a problem, and the the enticement, the excitement is to figure out how to fix this problem. You know what Will I mean? Will he ever leave something in a body just for kicks, <laughs> just for yeah. fun? Left, Maybe they won't notice. Left a poop knife. In there. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up surgeon. I have a friend that is a surgeon uh, as well. She's a bariatric surgeon oh, at wow. the VA hospital, and um, I thought she was all serious and whatever and then she told me recently no we tell fart jokes all the time to okay. each other because yeah. that's just part of the it can be more casual yeah. and you, you think that the work obviously is this person engaged by the work and finds it exciting or uh you know so steve i was just talking about her last night to uh my husband saying she's a work ethic like me where she takes on other projects okay. works all the time loves it so much um but she's like we're in a, a surgery and there's a lot of poop going on uh, okay well here's a here's an email that says i'm a librarian <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people assume that I volunteer there. No, I get paid. And many people think that libraries are irrelevant. Quite the contrary. The library is a bustling place. People still read books, believe it or not. Additionally, uh, there are computers and free programs like yoga. So don't 
practice the library, they said. I love my bitch. library. <laughs> I haven't been to a library in ages. You know why you should go, Preston? Uh, you can get ebooks for free. Okay. Every, I mean, and they the program that you pay for, which is fine and obviously a good one, um, but you, you don't have to do that. You can get an ebook. Uh, and my and my fiance read the entire or listened to the entire Dune series from the library. I, I was talking to a friend of mine. This is years and years ago. And uh, and we were talking about the books that we were reading. We are just uh, discussing things. And he goes, oh, God, dude, I found this place. <laughs> you actually can go there. They will lend you the books. And when you're done, you just take it back. And it doesn't cost you anything. To that point, it's called the library. Yeah. To that point, what exactly is a free library? I think it's just the name they gave it. Okay, because... If I recall, I think it's just the name they gave it, Steve. I don't know. Because library, that used to be a weekend... Honestly, my dad would take us every Sunday afternoon, more you know, obviously more in the, in the colder months, to the library, and we would spend time in there. Pull, we could take out books and loved it. It was a great experience. Was there originally when you need, got a library card like a like a nominal fee? Yeah, uh, for some. Yeah. Okay. And, well, and, maybe uh, this one has no fee. Uh, Steve, guess where the free library began? Philadelphia. Right here in Philadelphia, yeah. 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 And so they used to have a um, subscription fee uh, for wealthy residents to ah. join libraries. And then in 1887, a guy named William Pepper, I just okay. cut this up, uh, was the provost of the University of Pennsylvania, set out to si- uh, create a system of free libraries publicly available to all residents of Philadelphia. So it was Dr. Pepper that did that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. It was indeed, Dr. Pepper. And he was very proud. Uh, let's see who we can go to next. You know, your job either gets a bad rap or, or you know, your industry. I'm going to go to Beth. Hi, Beth. Good morning. Hi. Hey, what's up, Beth? <laughs> I work in dentistry, oh. and we complete, except maybe from Kathy, we completely get... A bad rap. People think we are just here to torture. Every time I go to grab a patient, I ask them, hi, how are you? They say, oh, God, I'm here. Oh, I hate it. I never, almost never bring back a happy patient. So, so, just so, to see us. Do, do people sort of avoid you or do they think that you, you the, like you sort of get off like it's little shop of horrors on, on they don't go. making people uncomfortable? 100%. 100%. And I just work at the most lovely practice in Pottstown, and my lead practitioner is just so kind and so caring, and we use uh, computer-assisted design technology, and that helps us fabricate same-day crowns, so you don't have to request multiple days off of work even. That's awesome. Not only are we kind and happy and we love our jobs. Uh, we want to keep you going to work, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no. Over and over again. That sounds really good. I'd rather go to the yeah. dentist than a bowling alley. <laughs> wow. What if you... Beth, have you guys ever considered uh, putting a lane in your uh, uh. practice for people, for the for the, the bowlers with bad teeth? No, you know, I go to... Uh, my dentist is Dr. Petula, and that whole the whole collective of, of uh, uh, people working there, the professionals, it's always up. It's always a great attitude atmosphere you enjoy going so i can believe you beth that you have a very upbeat very positive uh, gentle practice yeah it's just it's the best if anybody is in Pottstown. all right all right practice, all right what's what's the name of your practice uh Pottstown family and cosmetic dentistry okay. all right all right thank well, you good beth. for you Kath? Uh, yes. No, I was just going to say, so I, the dentist never bothered me. Um, I was fine going growing up, and, and uh, I recently changed, but the, the dentist that I go to now, uh, she's actually considered a dental spa. So a it's, dental spa. <laughs> yes. Shut up. Yeah. yeah if you would ever go in and find like you had a real, like, real cavity going on, would you just 
want to off yourself because you you got the I perfect mean, choppers there. No, but I mean, I I do have a cavity. Do I, you? Yeah, and I what? Had to, I had to get the Novocaine. Give it. Listen, that was not fun, but I took care of it as soon as I had it. So that right. uh, how did that not make the news? Worse. Well, yeah. so it didn't it didn't get worse. Yes, remember we talked about actually um, for the the yeah. <laughs> the one it was so small that they didn't even give me the Novocaine. Yeah, that right. I was like, wait, are we sure about this? Like, uh, are, this, this is not all going to go well. Yeah. Uh, all right, I want to go next to Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Morning, bud. Good morning. First time COVID time. Oh, nice. All right. Kevin, what's your industry, dude? I work in the insurance industry. I work for a claims department. We uh, we sell disability policies to people. Okay. And insurance companies always get a bad rap that we don't pay claims. We don't want to pay claims. We just take their money. And that is so far from the truth. Listen, every time I've had the best service, every time I have swindled or done any sort of insurance fraud, <laughs> you guys I've gotten you get a prompt you service. Get a good payment. Yeah. yeah, you get a great payment. That's when you get a visit from me. I go out and I interview our insurers. Hey. To make sure that they, we pay compensable claims. Okay. Kevin, have you ever caught someone? Have you ever caught someone, you know, obviously just a blatant fraud where they've claimed some sort of injury and they're doing putting a dormer on the house? Oh, yes. Yes, we have. As a matter of fact, I, I won't name the company, but we've had three investigations on 2020. Really? Okay. Yeah, where they've caught these people and they've done a lot of bad stuff. So, yes, but that is not the norm. We mostly pay out our insurance claims. So is it, that's what we get for. Is the general vibe, do you feel, so let me ask you, I think this is our perception, maybe you can help us. Is is there a general, obviously the, the, to us it sort of appears like gambling and, and the, it's, the house always wins, but but do you legitimately, um, does, from your perspective, is it good? Do you feel like you're helping people who need that money in that time? Uh, is that your general vibe? Yes. Okay. So you want, you so want to get them as much help as they can get. Yes, we actually, you know, okay. people might not send in paperwork, and we actually go out and try to help them fill it out to see what's going on. Okay, all right. Know, and, you know, we, we're there to pay the claims, um, and most of the time when people have problems with us, it's just a different interpretation of the policy language. Okay. Yeah. But right. for the most part, we're paying our claims, and uh, it is very satisfying when you when you do help people. And, Kevin, do you like your job? I love it. There you, there you go. go. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. I mean, it could be worse. You'd be working in a bowling alley, <laughs> dude. Okay. That's what Kathy said. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it, man. Oh my God. Uh, all right. Yeah. Let's go over here to. Uh, let's go to Mike. Uh, hello, Mike. Good morning. Andy. <laughs> I don't have access if we to had our Andy. awesome names. Casey. Marissa will get it. She's good. Casey's not here. So, all right. What's up, bud? What do you do? I am a chiropractor. Ah, all right. And what kind of what kind of bad rap do you feel that your your industry gets? Uh, well, my industry probably gets every bad rap under the sun. Um, most people have two schools of thought. There's two spectrums. You either absolutely hate chiropractors and think we're all snake oil salesmen, or <laughs> you absolutely adore your chiropractor. Okay. So you, so I, there, there are a lot of. I, I mean, this is the age-old thing. There, you know, there's the the, the a lot of doctors just sort of um, look down their noses at chiropractic and 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 uh, dismiss it, and uh, other people swear by it. My wife goes to a chiropractor she loves and and gets tremendous results. So, um, so you're constantly sort of trying to validate what you do. 
Yeah, but to be honest with you, like, I'll give you some insider secrets. Nobody hates a chiropractor more than another chiropractor. Really? I'm what? One of the big chi- yep. Explain. I'm one of the big chiropractic haters, I'll tell you. Why? And, well, why? Uh, Explain. The reason is, yep, I'm going to break it down for you. The yeah. reason is there are two schools of thought. There's, like, the old school way, and then there's the new school way. And the new school way, like, largely centers around research and peer review papers and textbooks and whatever else that proves therapy works or disproves therapy. And then there's the old school way where everybody thinks like the old school way of treating people like cracking your neck or back is the way that's going to cure everything. And that's just not true. Okay. Because so, that's that's I'm where that's why I start to have some issues is when, uh, you know, this will fix your psoriasis, you know, by popping your neck. So, um, Mike, you're saying crack is whack. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Standard. Okay. Uh, all right, Mike. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, bud. He we'll, uh, doesn't have a whole lot to say, but uh, yeah, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> I know what he's talking about. You know, they, they get a bad rap. There there used to be the one of the ongoing jokes on uh, uh, Two and a Half Men, Preston. Uh, you know, the one of the brothers was a chiropractor, and uh, he, he, there was always, the, even the mom would say, when are you going to become a real doctor? Right. Uh, I do know that in my life, the times that I've encountered chiropractors and my wife swears by hers, they get results. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Anecdotally, uh, I think they're every every bit. I think Dr. Mike speaks in favor of them as well. So uh, I wish Casey was here to uh, defend him. Wait, this is saying no. So no. I, I want to be and Dr. Mike call in if you if you believe otherwise. Oh, I've heard it, him say to me, "Don't don't end up at a goddamn chiropractor." Oh really? Oh yeah. Uh, I wish Casey was here because I'm pretty sure it's him. But um, our friend Dave McGrogan's here. He was a chiropractor, That's and correct. he would say, "You know, yeah, well, I'm a doctor." And Casey would go, "You're a chiropractor." <laughs> yeah, he got out of it, didn't Dave? Say because it was an entire fraud industry. <laughs> that's, that's what I, I think. He opened up a bowling alley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hang on a second here. All right, I wanted to go to this call. I want to go to uh, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Good morning. Good morning. I love you guys so much. Oh, oh, so much too. You're going to be a regular Saturday night thing, Jackie. All right. So, exactly. what do you do? What what industry are you in that gets uh, you feel a bad rap? Uh, well, I used to be um, a corporate recruiter for like ten years, and now I'm a stonemason. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> hold a hold a left turn on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> um, it it wasn't the easiest to get into because of my body parts, honestly. Um, it's a total boys club, but we can do it. I've been doing it for about two years now, and I'm kicking some ass. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, Jackie, it says here it says here on my screen here that you feel that some people believe that any idiot can be a stonemason, and that's part oh, of the yeah, thing you want to defend. Of course. That was part of the argument I was getting from friends and family. Like, really, you're going from corporate to throwing around rocks? Right. Like, what are you doing? And actually, it takes a whole lot of precision and timing and uh, a lot of brain power. You really have to know what you're doing. In what I do, it's not something you're going to do annually. It's going to last for like a decade at least. Hey, hey Jackie, how often, like uh, how many times a week do you have to deal with gender issues? Um, at least once. Either, you know, it's usually from customers. The company I work at is great, and I inherited, like, a dozen big brothers. But, you know, I usually get asked, are you, you know, is this, like, your dad's company? Or is my <laughs> right, right. 
that your brother? You know, like, what what are you doing? And I, they'll say, like, how long have you been doing this? I'm like, well, a few years. And I'm 38. So they're like, okay, what, what have you been doing? I was like, I was a corporate recruiter. And they're like, oh. And and now you're doing this? They can't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you're, I sure am. you're breaking through that stone <laughs> ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. I I, I think the the actual occupation itself is kind of cool, and uh, so what you're saying is you're you, yeah. The, the, I'm, I mean, I always it sounds cool to me. So, but you're saying people just kind of uh, they, a they don't believe you, and b they they don't think it's that that you've made a a bad decision in where you are. Correct. <laughs> Exactly. Until I'm done what I'm doing, and they're like, "Oh, that looks that looks great." That's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, what's the name of the Jackie? What's the name of the company? I work for Jameson Home Services. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And you and clearly you enjoy what you do, right? I love it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. She spends all day stoned. Excellent. Thank you, Jackie. Appreciate you checking in. We got to take a break in just a second, but I want to code to Jay because he has an interesting occupation. Jay, morning, bud. Morning, guys. How hey, are you? Good, man. What's going on? So I run the Exotica Expo. We're the largest adult entertainment event in the country. Right. And and as you can imagine, you know, probably the, the thing that we hear the most is it's got to be a bunch of single dudes in sweatpants <laughs> coming out of their parents' basement and, right. uh, and coming into the show. Uh, so what what is it primarily? Stonemasons? Yeah, yeah stonemasons and, and bowling experts. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been doing this, Jay? We've been doing it 15, 16 years. Actually, we were in studio with you guys way back when we started this thing. So we do a show up in Jersey and then also all over the country. So is it to the point, and I know that the the actual adult film industry is run majority-wise by women now, I think, at this point, or at least 50-50. So is this, uh, what do you think is the one message you'd want to get out about about what you do? Well, you you know, know, we, we, we do a thing called Ladies Free Friday, and we have... About 50% of our attendees now are, are female-based. And so, as you can imagine, like post-COVID with only fans and with kind of the, the rise of that side of it, um, you know, it is definitely not just single dudes from their, their parents' basement. Right. Although, there, there's a few of them. There's a few of those <laughs> in there. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. But I mean, they're, you, they're definitely outnumbered at this point by, you know, women, couples, um, you know, and, and kind of, you know, the average person that you would see walking down the street. Okay. All right, I believe it. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, all kinds of people that work in all kinds of industries that might surprise you, and that's why oh, we took the phone call. Some uh, of the people you wouldn't even, you would never guess. They when, they are, you know, completely inconspicuous during the day, and then, you know, you put them on a webcam. Right. <laughs> Jay, when and where is your next expo? So we do the show up in Jersey every year in Edison. Uh, we do it in November, but we also do it in D.C., Miami, and Chicago throughout the year. Wow. Excellent. So uh, maybe you can help Kathy with her OnlyFans footpage. Yes. Oh, I, absolutely. I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Jay, thanks for checking in, man. We appreciate it. Good luck with everything. All right. We'll see you. All right. Interesting. Just thought uh, this would be an opportunity with this email that came in from uh, Thunderbird Lanes. Yes. That says, uh, it's uh, you know, bowling alleys don't, uh, they don't fall into the stereotypes that some people might. Hold. I actually, I really enjoy bowling. So, yeah, yeah, it I, is fun. I, I, I want to get better at it. 
All right. Well, thank you for your calls, gang. We appreciate that. I would like to give away a $50 gift card right now to Monterey Prime American yeah. Grill in Mount Laurel. We'll take caller number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. It's the newest restaurant from our buddy Dave McGrogan. Delivers an elevated dining experience with a California-inspired ambiance by Chef Andrew Pierce's award-winning culinary flavor. So we'll set you up with that gift card, and you will be good to go, my friend. We're coming back and going live on Fox Good Day when we return. Stay with us. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR? Ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. Preston and Steve. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're about ready to go live on Fox Good Day, so we'll get to traffic in just a moment. While we are awaiting uh, for those guys to join in with us, I want to mention that uh, Marissa Magnata has an appearance today. Hey, hey. It is the first Christmas miracle uh, Miller Lite pre-party that's taking place. She is going to be at uh, Milk Boy from 4 to 6 p.m. in Center City. So stop by because she is going to give away 20 passes to go to the Christmas Miracle Live broadcast Jeez, next week in 20. Phoenixville. And it will be at the Colonial Theater. And we give away some of our best prizes of the year. Like a whole bunch of them all morning long. So stop by Milk Boy today from 4 to 6. A little happy hour event with Marissa and your chance to win passes to the Christmas Miracle. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And by the way, everybody in attendance is going to have a shot to win some stuff. All right. Uh, oh, wait. Where, where am I? I'm on the wrong thing here. Seven, there we go. Six. All right, we're getting to Preston and Steve Yay. on this Wednesday. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. We want to know. Morning. Is it okay to tell your spouse a friend of yours secret? It's required. So, pay- <laughs> uh, actually, <laughs> yeah. If you, he's right. If I am speaking to a married person and I am confided in them, I know. And what I am telling them is going to end up, even if you say whatever you do, don't tell anybody, don't even tell your wife, it's going to go to the wife. Uh, I add, I add this as a, as a caveat or not a caveat, sort of a, a pre-warning. If they say, can I tell you something? Well, I'm just to let you know, I, if it's a secret, I, my wife will know. She, uh, I will let her know. Yep. So if that, it, so I give them the option of opting out and telling me, but it, just, just assume I'm going to tell my wife. 
That's the way it goes. Yeah. I like that. Except, Karen, you have a different experience, don't you? Didn't you say your husband? I would say, yes. Particularly if you tell a woman that they're going to tell their partner spouse within, like, under five minutes. (laughs) If you want to keep a secret and you have something, like, tell my husband, he will go to the grave with it. He has not told me, like, huge, huge secrets about his friends, that they had different relationships and children and all kinds of things. Wow. I don't actually know. And then how'd you find out? When the news broke or when it came out? And then it's you like realized- two years later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they had a secret child or, two, you know, whatever. It's good my stuff. My sister was, yeah, getting engaged. And the guy came to and told Brian, my mm-hmm. husband, and I never knew until that actually happened. Do and you like, spill oh. the beans? Is that what it is? No, I never one. tell a secret. We're just busy. You know, we're just busy doing stuff. So I, so I don't know. I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be um, hurt if my wife, if a friend said, don't. This is. I'm going to tell you a secret, and she didn't tell me. I just feel it's better just say I'm going to tell you. Um, I'm going to let my wife know because this way it's it's too much to juggle, and this way in just a conversation, she's the person I talk to the most in my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it eventually slip anyway. Just cover your bases. The only time I think it might be all right is if it's say like a surprise for that person. Yes, and you know for your significant other, and you need to keep it from them. But I I tell my wife. Everything. Honey, Jody's planning a surprise party for you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and this way you're covered. Yeah. But I think we've always had that amongst ourselves. We kind of know, yeah. like, if somebody's going to tell us a secret, they'll say, don't tell anybody. I know you're going to tell Rochelle, but <laughs> yeah. don't tell anybody else. That's you know? it. Yep. But, Kathy, what about you? Well, it depends on the friend. So uh, I've got one friend okay. that uh, we, we know. It, it's It's been set. The spouses will know. And then another one, <laughs> no, if information comes to me from her, I'm not allowed to tell a single soul. Oh. I like that idea. Actually not? Uh... Sometimes, <laughs> but setting yeah. setting the rules is a good idea. Yeah, Set the we, rules ahead yeah. of time. Mm-hmm. And according to this, nearly thirty percent of participants in this survey said that it's okay to share someone else's secret with your spouse, and then twenty percent said it's never okay to share. Mm. But the results were saying were the same for men and women. Do you know it's a good idea, Alex? Yeah. Just make sure that uh, when you present this, have your lawyer with you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Help. That's right. Good one. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you later. All right. With that, we need to get a look at traffic. So, Kath, if you would, please, what's going on this morning? 95 southbound jams from Academy to Cotman and then the Betsy Ross Bridge into Girard. The Vine westbound heavy. The Lane School eastbound slowing 202 into Belmont. Heavy the Boulevard to University westbound past Young to South Street. Uh, and then near Conshohocken, we've got an accident. Allentown Road at uh, Fretz Road in Tawaminson. We've got an accident. There, 422 eastbound, jams from Oaks to 23 in Malvern. Conestoga Road at Phoenixville Pike, an accident. In New Jersey, expect delays on Route 1 northbound at Perry Street in Trenton. That's an accident blocking the right lane. 42 north slows the Black Horse Pike to 295. And then 55 northbound slows from Deptford to 42. And SEPTA's, uh, let's see, westbound service uh, has resumed normal operations near 2nd Street Station. Uh, expect residual delays because of it. This traffic report brought to you by DeVita. DeVita invests in career growth for nurses. Be a part of a team where you are a top priority. New pay rates at DeVita Jobs. DeVita.job slash Philly. That's DeVita.job slash Philly. It's your time to join Team DeVita. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. That was very good, Kathy. (laughs) Thank you. All right, here we go. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre. 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 Bizarre.
brought to you this morning by Lehigh Valley Restaurant Group. They've got holiday gifts all wrapped. You can give the gift of yum with a $25 Red Robin gift card. And you can get a $5 bonus buck reward for you. That is now through December 31st. Red Robin yum. So this, ladies and gentlemen, I know it's hard to believe, it will be an all-Florida bazaar file. Nah, that's not hard to believe. Every single story has its origins in <laughs> Florida. So during a drunken outburst Friday evening, a man threw gator nuggets into a Florida restaurant and then proceeded to sexually molest a manatee mannequin oh, in front of staff and patrons of the establishment. So I got to ask, are gator nuggets gator testicles? No, they are not. They are chicken nuggets, but they're made of alligator. Oh, so they're so gator pretty, nuggets. Yeah, there we yeah. go. I just immediately assume testicles. Investigators say Anthony Michael Lessa was intoxicated when he caused a disturbance at Rick's Reef in St. Petersburg. Uh, Lessa, cops allege, was throwing gator nuggets found in his <laughs> right pants pocket upon arrest into the restaurant. When employees confronted Lessa about flinging the nuggets, he became belligerent and advanced on the life-size manatee. Damn that manatee's hot! To the shock and likely amusement of onlookers, Lessa then went on to, quote, sexually molest the mannequin, which had been known to wear a T-shirt promoting the consumption of tacos. A criminal complaint does not further describe the alleged molestation of the manatee. After running from the eatery, Lessa cop's charge caused a disturbance at a nearby hotel where he yelled and cursed at front desk workers and stood in the parking lot yelling obscenities. Just banged a manatee. When police arrived at the scene, Lessa exhibited multiple signs of intoxication and kept asking why he was being arrested. Do you take gator nuggets? Charged with disorderly intoxication dis- disturbance, uh, he was booked into jail on the misdemeanor count and was released from custody early the next morning. All in all, a good night. Not a bad. Yeah. Here's another St. Petersburg story. On Sunday morning, just before 6 a.m., police on 2nd Avenue uh, were awoken by the sounds of multiple car collisions. Ernesto Cordero said all the neighbors outside here, everybody was outside with their hands on their heads and looking around at parts and pieces everywhere. Uh, there, his car was one of nine that Oof. were damaged after being hit by a man driving a stolen truck. Ronnie Barnes said it was total carnage out here. There was a vehicle, there were vehicle parts all the way down the side of the block. Two of his cars were damaged. Officers responded to the area after getting calls from neighbors. And uh, Yolanda Fernandez, by the way, uh, said, she's with the police department, said afterwards the driver got out of the vehicle, banged on some doors, and then we had officers surrounding the area. We had a K-9 out to try and track, but we weren't able to locate the suspect. They don't know why the man started knocking on doors after the collisions. Where the man is he at? They are watching security footage footage to see if they can find the guy. A former Haines City police officer in Florida, David Griffin, was arrested and charged with five counts of retail petty theft for allegedly stealing from Walmart on multiple occasions. <laughs> yeah. He's a cop! Sure. Griffin, accompanied by 28-year-old uh, Shelby DuBose, was apprehended outside of Walmart. They have some great stuff at Walmart. Uh, Walmart staff observed Griffin placing items in bags without paying, and subsequent investigation revealed similar thefts on different dates. He resigned from his position upon arrest, and Sheriff Gray Judd expressed disappointment, emphasizing the need to hold Griffin accountable for betraying the community trust. Your Honor, I really didn't need that peewee chia pet. All right, a couple arrested for keeping, this is terrible, keeping their two children in 
Cages mm. were uh, employed by the University of Florida. The kids are six Oof. and two years old. Uh, Dustin Huff and uh, Yuri Ji were arrested on charges of child abuse and child neglect. According to the report, the investigation began after a six-year-old told his teacher that he didn't want to go home because his dad built a cage to lock oh, him in when his mom God. worked. Oh. Officers responded to the home. They said the couple kept a six-year-old boy in a cage made out of a wooden bed frame Shoot. whenever he wasn't at school. With well, kids that young, you, you got to hook them up to a line so they can run around. And dig. Yeah. Uh, would They would leave the child alone in the house. <laughs> they told investigators the cage had been in their child's room for a year. How so, brutal. Yeah, they've been arrested. All right, uh, another Florida story. A man died after a golf cart crash sent him flying into a pond at an RV park. The Florida Highway Patrol... <laughs> Said the incident occurred Saturday morning in Brooksville, Florida, north of Tampa. A 74-year-old man was driving a cart on a golf cart trail. When he suffered a medical emergency, the golf cart went off the trail, struck the tree, causing him to be ejected from the cart and into a nearby pond. And he drowned in the pond? And he drowned in the pond. So he was having a heart attack. I, something like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe they could have, somebody could have saved him, but he went in the water. And... Do you know the story? A man and she dragged him onto the shore oh and tried to get mouth to mouth, but couldn't figure out where his mouth was. Uh, they identified the man is Michael Severs, and uh, he died by asphyxia or suffocation, <sighs> and the death has been ruled accidental. Stories like that where someone is behind the wheel and encounters a medical emergency, it's, and then they happen more often than you would think. Yeah, it's scary. All right, and then one last Florida story. For I an, love this. Entirely all Florida bizarre file. Pick another state. A Florida man was arrested. There are the, the <laughs> states in Florida, Florida, man. No, it's a gem. A Florida man was arrested after he allegedly fired off several shots during a neighborhood Christmas parade because he became agitated at what parade goers were doing. Uh, enjoying themselves? Exactly. What's with all the happiness? Uh, Douglas Moore was arrested and charged with six counts of aggravated assault with a firearm while under the influence of alcohol as the uh, Middleburg Christmas Parade was underway. Saturday evening, deputies and SWAT team members responded to a location along the parade route after several gunshots were heard. He's a bit disruptive. According to deputies, Moore became agitated by the activities generated by parade attendees, and that's when he discharged pistols several times while walking onto the property where a group of people were. i tell you what it really was really about. He was so anxious to see Santa. Uh, no victims or witnesses had ever entered his property. Deputies said when they approached the back of the property, they saw several people yelling at the suspect, identified as Moore, at the property line. Uh, they were demanding to know why he was shooting a gun at them. When Moore allegedly refused to comply with deputies' orders to get on the ground, he was taken to the ground and put into custody. <laughs> deputies also observed his slurred speech and bloodshot water eyes. I'd like to see that as a claymation Christmas special. Oh, that would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> Uh, no injuries were reported, and no one was struck by the gunfire. I don't like parades, and I'm going to go get my gun. And that is what I have in the bizarre file. And by the way, this text just came in. It says, damn, I moved to St. Pete seven years ago from Philadelphia. Thanks for the laughs in the bizarre file this morning. <laughs> uh, my mom and sister live in St. Pete, so yeah, there you I, go. I know how weird it can be. And that is it, friends. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. We have some more giveaways in a little bit with Mutt Ray Prime American Grill. Our buddy Dave McGrogan is here with us this Amazing morning. Amazing food. Uh, 558 Fellowship Road at Mount Laurel, New Jersey, next to the Aloft Hotel. And we'll also do more Christmas miracle giveaways. we got a bunch coming up. We'll be right back. Stay with us. 
93.3 WMMR and Phoenixville First presents Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. The Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. December 20th, live from the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, PA. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Acme Markets, Joseph Anthony Retreat Spa and Salon, and Live Nation Concerts. You could even score a flyaway weekend to a VIP club show with Disturbed in Nashville. Listen to the Preston and Steve Show or head to WMMR.com to grab your spot in the studio audience. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Some people call it a Christmas miracle. Presented by Phoenixville First. PhoenixvilleFirst.org. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. Hey, I want to do a shard out real quick. And, sure. And this shard out comes with a little postscript I'm going to read from the Skidmark. Uh, the author. And it says, uh, hey, guys, my wife and I are big fans. Wanted to write and ask for a shard out of our 15th anniversary on December 13th. She is the love of my life. We listen every morning, so what better way to express my love and admiration than a big, greasy shard out? Love you guys for all the humor and for everything you do for the community. Thanks. That is uh, from, uh, it's for Jeff and Val Roth. So there's the shard out. And then Jeff writes, P.S., uh, you would have no reason to remember this, but I used to intern for you guys back at Y100, and it was Preston, Marilyn, and Steve at the time. And just as a little time capsule, it was the summer of 1999. I was there when Preston ate off the toilet seat. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I think I may have even been the one of the ones who cleaned it beforehand. <laughs> there was another stunt there uh, where there were some angry geese that were attacking people by a <laughs> pond, I think, in New Jersey. Yeah. Either way, one of the other interns wore a bread suit. It was slices of Wonder Bread hot glued onto a clear rain suit uh, to see if he could get the geese to attack him. It didn't work at all. Was it Todd Brad we sent down? I think so. Yeah. And they said the uh, the two songs I associate most with that summer are Smash Mouth, All Star, and Sugar Ray every morning. Thanks again. That's from Jeff. Jeff, we've had so many interns throughout yeah. the years. It is hard to remember everybody. I'm sure if I saw you, I would remember you. You're going to need to send us a picture. Send a picture, yeah. I would, I would like to see, because that goes back to the earliest days. Let's make this a sort of a, a, a homecoming time. So if you were ever an intern on the show... Uh, you know, any because we've had a, a couple drop by recently. Send yeah. us some pictures. We'd like to see how you're doing. Uh, and with that, thank you, Jeff. Uh, Nick just pulled up a video on YouTube. Steve of Camp Out for Hunger at uh, you were mentioning that was yeah. at uh, that was at uh, the Adams, Adams Mark Hotel. Yeah. So a listener oh named uh, Dana Dillon sent us an email. Press and I don't know. It, it came over like last night or earlier this morning. Uh, so this is from 2001 and uh, on the now defunct WB17 News, um, and uh, it's. You guys outside oh, with yeah. a bare bones broadcast setup, Jesus. but Marilyn was a part of the show then as yeah. well. And uh, so Dana brought her little son at the time, and he's featured in this video. And and then uh, she sent an updated photo where the two of them are having a beer together at a bar, you know, and it's uh, 21 wow. years later, or 22 God. years later, yeah. The we, video footage shows uh, Commissioner Timoney was there. Uh, we had him on the air, and uh, we were interviewing him at that point in time. That's crazy. And here, and now her son, who is now 27, Steve... <laughs> He's like six or seven, eight years old, something like that. Oh, my this. God. Wow. It reminds you, though, how austere our setup was. All the equipment exposed adjacent to the RV. Uh, yeah, we've certainly grown a little bit. Wow. 
early two thousands. <laughs> said that was that was like the second or third year. That yeah, we did it. has wow. to be. Yeah, that's two thousand one because um, in the news um, story, the anchor mentions the fact that the donations were lighter that year because so many people had made donations to post nine eleven uh, tragedies and so um, and and charities, I should say. So people were were not donating as much. I guess it was the food bank back then, right? They're yeah, fill it good fill, 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 yeah. yeah. We should do a, uh, you know, uh, how it was and how it's going uh, type of thing where sure. we have this and then show you the current setup of Camp Out <laughs> yeah, for Hunger because yeah. that is, and we never thought it would get any bigger than no, that. We thought that was pretty badass. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, thanks for sharing that. We appreciate that. What was her name, Nick? Dana Dillon. Thank you, Dana. That was really cool. All right. Um, we need to, yeah, we, we need to go to the Just Saying Institute. All right. I saw some things that I thought were worth passing along. The Just Saying Institute, home of the newly opened Just Saying Lanes featuring the Catherine Romano 710 split barring crew. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, you know what? And, and while we're doing this real quick, uh, before I go into a story, I want to give away another gift card for uh, Monterey Prime American Grill. Uh, so you dip it in there. Yeah, we'll take caller number 20. The the lump crab fried rice <laughs> is outstanding. So Mr. McGrogan's very proud of that. And the uh, the artichoke cart and spinach chip is phenomenal. So uh, we'll take those that caller. Did I say a number caller? 20. Okay, caller 20. <laughs> what did I just say? 215-263-WMMR. And they, they brought in uh, sliced 28-day aged uh, New York strip and uh, sweet potato puree on pan-roasted salmon with maple glaze and spiced pecan crumble. Uh, so thank you, guys. We, uh, we have Pacino. They're next to the uh, uh, Aloft Hotel, and uh, and that's in uh, Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Yes. All right. So sorry about that. Here we go. We got distracted. For the Just Saying Institute, we'll start with this. Seeing the glass... As half empty might be better for your bank account. Researchers from the University of Bath have found. I should be rich then. <laughs> are you uh, you a bit of a pessimist? Yeah, I think okay. I'm, I'm half empty. Okay. Uh, while we... In my soul. May- <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a hollowed out husk of a human. <laughs> while we may strive to be optimistic. I just hate bowling. <laughs> A positive, <laughs> among other things, viewpoint was uh, linked to drops in numerical reasoning and memory, and those who were more realistic or pessimistic made better money moves. That's so kind of interesting. That is interesting. How would you describe yourself, man? I are am, you more DJ or more foot model? I am not really <laughs> sure. I like to be optimistic. <laughs> But find myself being pessimistic. You know what I mean? I can't really put myself in one camp or the other. I agree. So I'm optimistic, uh, uh, but I use that as as a creative visualization tool. However, I'm also pessimistic at times. Right. So I apply them when needed. Okay. So like your optimism, I notice when when you hear like someone is sick or or they have a cancer diagnosis and you're immediately like, okay, you're going to beat this. It's going to be good. Hey, they they, they really advanced stuff, blah, 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 this and that. Not me. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's going to be a hard road and hopefully things will go well. Right. It could go bad. So what you're hearing. But I'm I'm never, I'm never. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. We we know what to do. This is it. You know, I'm like, man, a lot of stuff could go wrong. Sure. What you're hearing is, is then that is my blend of creative visualization with optimism. Yeah. So I'm not a cockeyed optimist. I keep that in my pants. No, <laughs> I I, uh, I am more 
<laughs> I'm more, uh, but I'm a realist too. Okay, so but but I do uh, I do I do believe. In the... I just enjoy the pause. <laughs> yeah. I can't get in my pants. You know what I say though, like I, and because I would love to be an optimist, right? But um, I find myself saying, "No, this is reality. This yeah. is what I'm telling you know." And and other people don't see it like that. Other people will look at it, you know, like Steve, and say, "But look at all of you know whatever it is. If it's a sick person, you know, I'm like, but reality is their chances are they're not going to make it. Like right. you know, I, I come back to reality, and people you know try to push me away from that. Sometimes people in my life, right? I respond negatively to um, toxic positivity, and and so like when when people are just, no, uh, hey, it's going to be fine. Everything's fine, right? Yeah. Exactly. And it's not right. Yeah. And so, right. Steve, like your your diagnosis of something being uh, your your tendency towards optimism is somebody has a, a cancer diagnosis. I don't think is that because yeah. you look at what is actually positive and then and totally what happened to me, right? And yeah, you right. say, hey, man, where we are now is versus twenty years ago. I think is like an actual approach to it, yeah, to, right. to real optimism. Preston, when it comes to this study, though. I feel like I am pessimistic when it comes to finances. Okay. And therefore, that makes me a little more prepared financially. I see Does that. Does that make sense? I see that. Yeah, most definitely. Because I feel like... Hence Christmas trees from the state well, park. <laughs> I would say, Steve, <laughs> <laughs> hence frugality. Frugality. I will say this. <laughs> In your defense, I've seen you be very generous as well. Yeah. I've seen yeah. you be very, uh, you know. So well, I'm not so, generous if I don't have money, and I know people right. who are very generous when they don't have money, and right. I, I right. appreciate that about right. them. But it makes me cringe a little bit, and I'm like, no, you, you can't afford that right now. Uh, yeah, no, well, I hear what you're saying. Just yeah, me. that's just me, and I think uh, uh, that's why sometimes I feel uh, I'm a little pessimistic as well because we uh, financial decisions are made with a uh, a conservative lean. You know what I mean? We yes. don't really take risks, man. I, there's a, an issue going on with um, somebody close to me and he's dealing with serious financial problems right now and he is one of the biggest optimists I've ever met in my life and like he, his, his attitude is, is wonderful and outgoing and great and being around him, it, like you feel more positive yeah. when you're around him mm-hmm. and I found out some of the stuff about his finances like holy crap dude oh, what a you Zeppelin? <laughs> <laughs> you bought a ferry? Uh, so specifically optimism in this st- study was linked to more consumption and debt as well as high risk activity when it came to him Employment and savings, and this may be in part because positive people might be deluding themselves. Mm. Okay, um, yeah, that's where the line is drawn with me. That you you've got to be practical and a pragmatist when it comes to that. Yeah, plans uh, based on overly optimistic beliefs make for poor decisions and are bound to deliver worse outcomes than would be realistic benefits, Kathy. Realistic. Yeah. Right. Word. So I uh, thought that was interesting. So uh, take that uh, with a grain of salt. So if you, you, you took on a lot of risk opening up that cat, that uh, bar and grill in the uh, just just saying lane. <laughs> yeah, just saying lane. <laughs> seven ten split. Just saying. Alright, let's do another story here. Um, health officials Friday released the first nationally representative estimate on how many U.S. adults have chronic fatigue syndrome. Now this isn't just being tired. This isn't us being overworked and tired. This is having to be dragged around. This is a real syndrome. So 3.3 million people have chronic fatigue syndrome. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention's number is largely based on previous studies and suggested uh, and is likely boosted by some of uh, the patients with long COVID. Uh, Chronic fatigue is characterized by at least six months of severe exhaustion not helped by bed rest. Uh, Patients also report pain, brain fog, other symptoms that can get worse with 
uh, with exercise, uh, work, or other activity. There is no cure for it, and no blood test or scan can enable a quick diagnosis either. So it's like one of those things where eventually they go, oh, I guess you have chronic fatigue disorder. You know what so I mean? So does this blur the lines of things like Epstein-Barr and these other fatigue syndromes? Yeah. Like, my sister has um, um, fibromyalgia. Yeah, well, yes, that's and I- horrible. You think you have it? No, no. I oh. always say that was like when you have pain and they can't figure it out. So they're yeah. like, oh, you Fibromyalgia. have this. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of, it's kind of a catch-all. Right. Like they can't figure it out. Yeah. You got this, this, and that that is wrong with you. And, and they go, well, that's we're going to put that under the umbrella of fibromyalgia. Oh, I can't tell you how many times before Dr. Mike I was diagnosed with pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, And this might be... Not exactly that, but it, but it's a it's a compound of things, and over time, and if they can't make a clear diagnosis, then it's like okay, chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah, okay, so um, it's, it's sort of a catch-all. So, they, yeah. what, what what are the um, what are the vague symptoms of this vague thing? All right, so uh, at <laughs> yeah, least but fatigue is a real thing. Yeah, yes, but what is. level of fatigue? It's it's funny, yeah. Preston. Both you and I have th- we take thyroid medication, right? And I remember when we I was uh, going in for that. Um, the uh, well, you know, what would be what would be the symptoms I would look for? Well, are you tired? We do a morning radio yes. show. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, I am. I am. Well, you talk about chron- the chronic fatigue. Like, I, I, okay, well, what what categorizes it? Because I think well, I here. have it. Pretty sure I have it. Well, here I, I said that <laughs> six months of severe exhaustion not helped by bed rest. Yeah. Uh, what and, about six then, months uh, months of immobile moaning? Uh, p- reported pain, brain fog, and other symptoms that get worse after exercise, work, or other activity. So I have the converse. When I exercise, I feel more plugged in. Yeah, I, same, I feel so. Same. Uh, yeah. Actually, for me, taking a nap. You know, I. I we're going to envy you, and there's a little bit of hatred, too, about you, <laughs> yeah. your sleeping ability, which is staggering, <laughs> but uh, I wish I could do that. I can't. And and um, and so, but exercise and staying on my schedule... Helps you. Helps me. Well, sleep helps me. Not in the middle of the day. That will make me feel worse, but if I get, like, on the weekends, if I get a good night rest, I feel better. If I can if I can lay down, and, and which I can, and Kyle is amazed by it, because uh, I'll go crawl <laughs> under the desk, yeah. and I will lay down and fall asleep for ten minutes. Ten minutes, yeah. yeah. And that is enough for me to go, I feel better. You now. feel better. Now, yeah. if I lay down for an hour and a half, I'm going to be dragging the rest of the day. So I've got it yeah. figured out, you know. Uh, but by the way, um, the condition rose to prominence nearly 40 years ago when clusters of cases were reported in a place called Incline Village, Nevada. Oh, that's uh, Lake Tahoe. And, Lin- oh. and Lindenville, New York. Yeah, I got and- lost in Incline Village. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I know where it is. Uh, some doctors dismissed it as psychosomatic, and they used to call it the yuppie flus. Yeah, oh, I remember. Wow. So the yuppie yeah. flu, Epstein-Barr, all of these things were, were in that, that same sort of um, laconic, um, you know, uh, energy deficient sort of mindset diagnosis. Uh, I remember this for, so, yeah, I, I, I know people who've had... Um, People who have actually had clinical diagnosed conditions like this, I see it as a very dramatic difference between I'm just tired. Right. These people are exhausted, dragging. Yeah. So among the other findings, the syndrome was more common in women than men and in white people compared with some other racial and ethnic groups. Those findings are consistent with earlier smaller studies. Uh, however, the findings also contradicted long held per, uh, perceptions that chronic fatigue syndrome is a rich white woman's disease. Uh, there was less of a gap between women and men than some previous 
study suggested, and there was hardly any difference between white and black people. Uh, the study also found that a higher percentage of poor people said that they had it uh, than affluent people. So those stereotypes are, are not true, apparently, according to this particular study. But, yeah, they're saying it's, it's more prominent than they had realized. 3.3 million people in the U.S. alone have chronic fatigue syndrome. That, it's that's pretty wild. suck. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if you were just absolutely wiped out all the time, you know. I mean, I have. You know when it won't suck? Uh, if you have a sleep number bed. That's true. You're going you're you're gonna gonna to love it. Right in there. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see what else we have here. Just Saying Institute. Uh, Content creator Kaylee uh, has caused a bit of a stir on TikTok when she revealed that she hasn't worn a bra in five years. Oh, lucky little thing. Well, the software engineer said that without bras, muscles become strong and breasts will support themselves. Yeah, but she has small boobs. She She probably has small boobs. Uh, Dr. Lucky Sakon. Lucky? Agrees. Yeah, that's the name. That's the doctor? Uh, Yes. Skip, this is my neurosurgeon Biff. She said, uh, women who have gone long periods without wearing a bra often report that this leads their breasts to be firmer, rounder, and perkier over time. If they have small, there's no, sorry, there's no woman with a giant breast that is making this comment. Uh, so she has more, um, Look at her. yeah. I don't know. Are they small? They're smaller. Uh, no, that's the doctor. Uh, but the the woman Kaylee, the the content creator on TikTok, I don't you know, call spell, him Kaylee. How do you spell Kaylee? Just K A Y L E E. And so you're going to find a bunch of people, I would imagine, that have a TikTok account that start with you're Kaylee. Just put Kaylee small boobs upsetting Kathy. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, Bust the Asians. Yeah. So it says here that the idea of not wearing a bra causes drooping uh, is a misconception. No, I would it's I would not. say doing doing some doing some sort of exercise regimen that might help strengthen your pectoral muscles could help help as well. But I think Kathy, it, like so, my wife is, is is smaller and which looks great. But she's she stays perpetually perky, you know. Like, and, and, but I mean, I don't think you have a rat's ass chance of, of you know. Never, my yeah. my boobs will never be perky. They never were perky, and uh, I'm looking at this girl's video, and she's holding up her teeny little tiny bra. That's so oh. cute. <laughs> uh, Marissa, do you ever go braless? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. I'm in a weird in-between. I remember trying on a dress once. I saw Nicole Richie wear, and I was like, oh, I could pull that off. And, like, I'm not that small. So right. I, you have boobs. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I usually wear a bra. Okay. They look better in a bra. Now, I have seen I you, think. when you get all gussied up, mm-hmm. uh, where you, you're like... Yeah, one of my necklines... One time, man, you were all, like <laughs> hanging in, and I'm like... Yeah. Wow. Is that when you felt her up? No. Uh, no. You remember that? That was the Halloween party. Yeah. Well, you thought it was a chicken cutlet. Uh, yeah. It was. Yeah. Well, uh, but one of my favorite necklines is like all the way down the center. Yeah. So you kind of get like side cleavage. Totally. Yeah. 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 What do you do then? Uh, tape it in. Like you you'll take, use take like the dress tape. on. Okay. You don't use a hot glue gun. But no, that would hurt coming yeah. off. I yeah. think um, they do have this tape that you put onto your boob and you kind of like pull it up. Yeah, and it like stays up there. It okay. stays That's up for people with your bra size. It That's does what... not stay up for people with my bra size. My bra size. So you put it on yeah. and then the tape slowly slides <laughs> down and then falls off. Wouldn't that hurt too if no, it's it, pulling on your it's skin? Like, it's, listen, yeah. it's a great uh, concept and if and it works for some people. I wish it worked for me. I have. 
have them. I tried them. They don't work for me. What if there was a turnbuckle system <laughs> that went over your shoulders? High <laughs> in the back. Right. Steve, I <laughs> right? had to, Steve, I had to stop. So for, for a long time when I was younger and uh, thinner, uh, halter tops were my thing because I could kind of keep them right, in right, yeah. and, and, you know, would give myself cleavage. I had, at some point, I had to stop wearing halter tops because it would hurt my neck. Oh, my God. Really? Because you, really? yes. you have this one thing around your neck. And it was holding yeah, yeah, yeah. all of the weight. Ooh, is that from the new turnbuckle line? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the instructions for using this tape, if you have boobs like Kathy's size, are you put like one piece down and then you put another piece around and then another piece on the side and then another piece on the inside. It's like a mini uh, reduction, like at where they would, <laughs> yes. wow. where they would cut. I, I, let me ask you guys this. Have you have you heard of, I've heard of um, uh, 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 more women getting reductions now, which is a fairly invasive thing to do, yeah. right? It's more invasive than, right. than uh, implants. Than augmentation, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a friend who was getting her implants removed uh, today or tomorrow, and uh, she's had them in for 20 plus years. Right. I think implants are different, yeah. though, than, yes. than they are. the reduction. Uh, but but for her, the cosmetic nature of, of having bigger boobs is no longer appealing. Right. So she's, um, she's tired of having them in there, and she got them when she was pretty young, you know, like late teens, early 20s, and now she's like, yeah, I don't need them anymore. Rochelle got a lift several years ago. Yeah, and she didn't get a reduction then? She did not get a reduction. She just got a lift. Yeah, just does, a lift. If does, I may ask, what do they do during that pro- Is it the turnbuckle system? <laughs> it's a turnbuckle. No, I've forgotten. It was a long time ago. It was Are they several still years lifted? Ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they look awesome. So it lasted. Yeah, you want to come combine season? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. The only thing left to do, I mean, you've seen so her, you've vagina, seen birth, so. her vagina, you've yeah. seen that, you, you go see this, and then you just have to take your, watch her take a dump, and then you got the troika. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll say, I was at Clubber's Gay a few months ago, Sarah and I had an appearance there, and, like, fake boobs are not what's in right, right. now. Right, right. You know? Yeah, not Which as I much proof as yeah. they used to. I, I La- agree. A lot yeah. of tattoos. I'll tell you what is what is the more the more athletic look. I think I'm seeing a lot more, uh, or at least I'm seeing a lot more, not Fit. fitness, but, Fit. but I mean, yes, yeah. there's a lot more mm-hmm. attention to um, fitness. And then, uh, you know, there's there's all body positivity things out there. Hang on, Chris is online. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, uh, nothing. It's nice to be, thank you for letting me uh, comment. Yeah. Or excuse me. <laughs> you're, Go ahead. you're on now. You're on, you're, you're on Chris. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, hello. Hello, Steve, Chris, everybody. Yeah. Nice to see you guys or hear you guys. Uh, Yeah, I just did that with my wife, um, so to speak, uh, with the tape and the turnbuckle idea. (laughs) And what what Marissa was saying and putting the tape, put that clear tape around her neck, actually, and holding. Chris, where did you bury her? Uh, It'll be best if you confess now. We are friends. We want to help you, but we, we can can't help you, you unless you. Yeah. A good plea deal. <laughs> She's up there right now. We can we can talk. She's to up in heaven. Oh, no, he's tied her up oh, oh, in the oh, attic yeah. with, with the tape. Yeah, with, 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 with the, the tape. tape. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. All right, but you did and it. Uh, and did it? Did it work out all right? The turnbuckle system, Chris. You concur with Kathy and. Uh, in the Mercy, no, it did not work. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. Thank, you, Thank you, Yeah. We got more extensive a prototype. Okay. All right. All right. We Thank have to work on the prototype. Appreciate right. it, Chris. Right. Uh, a friend of mine used not duct tape, but it was like a pretty strong tape. And um, it's okay, I guess, to to pull off, but you don't want to get it on the nipple. And she got like a little. She said it was. So, yeah. She said it was so painful. And she knew throughout the night. She's like, coming off. This is not going to be good. Do you know what's funny? So. If you talk about garments and about like we, I was bemoaning the fact that they have not really ever improved 
the the smaller zipper over the years they still end up you know splitting or the the teeth pop out or whatever broad technology for all intents and purposes hasn't hasn't really changed much, right? I mean, has there been an innovation for you? No. For what I, you I deal mean, with? There was like a couple where I was like, oh my gosh, this, this, yeah. is, oh, this is gonna work, this right. is gonna be great. Not no, really. Not no. really. It's gotten They've, better, I'd say. There's people like Rihanna, like her Fenty line is more inclusive for all sizes, from like tiny, tiny to bigger and making right. them a little they always sexier. Bigger bras. Yes. Yeah, but she makes them a little sexier at least. Well, I'm talking about actual, because I've, if you are, like Kathy was talking about, with the neck or the back pain, mm-hmm. there should be a way <laughs> yeah, and they, an engineer should be able to work out a way to evenly distribute weight load. And Steve, they they tried with that with like Back on boobs. the sho- no, like on the shoulders, <laughs> boobs. and yeah, and like yeah. smoothing everything out because it is kind right, of like right, weighing yeah. it. It doesn't, it doesn't work. work. By the way, Marissa, really. I I agree. Bras have gotten very sexy recently. Like the one that the thing out that Rochelle was wearing this the other day. Um, <laughs> it's whatever that that extra strap that goes over the top. Oh, yeah. I think that is so hot. I think it's <laughs> very, very sexy. That's the turnbuckle. No, it's not the turnbuckle. Uh, all right. By the way, um, uh, a 15-year study from the University of uh, Besancon uh, found that women who did not wear bras had higher nipples than those who did. Right. Like on their forehead. So if you want your higher nipples. You've got pimples. <laughs> you gotta, you got to take that. Uh, I'm curious to see, uh, you know, do a long-term study on this to see if if simply going braless forces your body to reinforce the musculature required to lift everything up. I wonder if you guys would know. If I came in with no bra on, would you Are know? you serious? What? We would know right away. No, you would. No, I look if at you your were wearing... all the time. <laughs> all that every day. It's the first thing I look at when you walk through the door. If you were wearing something like you're wearing today, I, I'm not sure. You're wearing a... Well, all right, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. You're wearing a sweater. You're being too nice. You, well, because, like, in my mind, I, I can't even... What, somebody, the Amazon guy uh, rang the doorbell and I, I had, you know, yeah. just gotten changed and I was like, I can't go downstairs and answer the door. Right. Like, I couldn't. I, to me, it's like blatantly obvious. Or I would Leave it outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm kind of curious. You should well, go take it off. What my boobs look like when they... <laughs> no, just in a sweater. Yeah, when they... Very covered up. Well, no, <laughs> let's do it next week and, and it'll be like just Russian roulette. We won't day, know, yeah. know what day it's going <laughs> to right. happen. We'll, we'll try it. You, you, by the end of the week, you tell us what day you Here's what we'll do. We'll put Kathy on the, on the table. We'll spin her around. <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't walk around with Yeah, Kathy, try it out at a Christmas miracle on Wednesday. See if <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do That's jumping jacks. Right, yeah. yeah. All right, just saying. Let's go to uh, something else here. All right, imagine seeing someone sneeze or look unwell and then feeling your body start to react as if you too might get sick. Oh, immediately. This isn't just in your head. It's a real biological response as recent research by Dr. Patricia Lopes, a biology professor at Chapman University shows. Uh, usually... When we think of getting sick, we focus on the person who is ill. But Dr. Lopes's study reveals something fascinating. Infections affect more than just the sick person. They can trigger changes in the bodies and behaviors of others around them, even if they aren't actually sick. Are these people more inclined to be hypochondriacal? Yes, I use that word. It does not say in this particular okay. study. It's got to be. I will tell you, this happened to me this morning. Casey is not here. Uh, Casey touched me yesterday, and I go, ew, don't touch me. I go, that, you you're, that. I go, you're sick as hell. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so this morning I asked Preston, I go, oh, does, does Casey have COVID or do we know what? And he yeah. was like, 
He goes, no, I think he just, you know, kind of went downhill. He doesn't feel good. Immediately, I was like, I saw, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel a tickle. Throat hurts. I feel a tickle in my throat. I, t- I have like immune boosting uh, vitamins here. I immediately took two of them. I was like, I'm, I'm not feeling good. Oh when my gosh. When my you're head. taking care of, so if Chase is sick and you're taking care of him, do you start to assume the symptoms? No. See, with, how see, does with, that happen? I don't, with yeah. him, it's like, there, I have, who else is going to take care of him? Nobody. Right, so right. I have to, I have no choice. Well, this is interesting. There's something even more intriguing here. It says, just seeing someone who is sick can trigger a protective response in our bodies. And that's probably what happens to you, Kathy. This response is our body's way of preparing to fight off potential threats. Animals that interacted with sick individuals activated their immune systems and even changed the way they produce eggs. Uh, like they'll poach them instead of Yeah, uh, absolutely. And you gotta have a variety. Uh, no, and it wouldn't hurt to some bacon. Uh, it says, it's like our <clears throat> bodies are trying to protect us before we even get sick. And it shows how interconnected we are and how our health can be influenced by those around us. Uh, Dr. Lopes's work sheds light on this complex interaction, helps us understand that health is not just individual matter, but a communal one as well. So your body can actually start to prepare itself just by seeing someone else who is sick and exhibiting uh, symptoms. That's so I wonder if, if someone who's inclined to do this, if they were to watch medical shows, would that affect them? I bet like it Grey's Anatomy? I bet it wouldn't because yeah. you, you, it, it, you know... It, yeah. In, 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 I was saying internally is not right the word. Uh, subliminally, you know that you're not going to get sick because you're not in proximity to that person. Right. There, there's less. Okay. I got it. You know it. what I mean? There, there is a chance. Yeah. I mean, a, if, uh, maybe a small one. If somebody is around you and then your body automatically starts to, to set up and get ready for it. I thought that was kind of interesting. All right. Here we go. Another one uh, from the Just Saying Institute. We're learning um, a lot from the Just Saying Institute. There's some good stuff here. And uh, the, the scientists and researchers are always working at the Just Yes, Science. absolutely. If they're not bowling. Uh, <laughs> an international analysis of couples discovered a negative potential side effect of being married. It's associated with higher blood pressure. Uh, the findings, which were published in the Journal of American Heart Association, showed married Americans were 9% more likely to have high blood pressure if they were married. Interesting, because yeah. I would say this. The times I feel the most relaxed and the most um, centered is when I'm hanging out with Claire. Right. You know, now, obviously, if we have a tiff. Yeah, I was just going to say it. And it's probably more right. right like out of anybody else. If you have right. an argument with your spouse as opposed to someone else, right. it's well, probably going to be more impactful. Does blood pressure have anything to do with anxiety, though? Yeah, it does. It does? Yeah, it should. I mean, that's my well, understanding. I may ang- be talking out of my high blood pressure ass. Are you talking about anxiety or being anxious? Because they're different things. Like right, a medical diagnosis yeah. of, of, uh, of having anxiety is not the same thing as... Okay, uh, no, so for example... Being anxious, uh, you know, I mean, so so I'm not sure if it's... I know your heart rate can go up if you're anxious. Right. But I don't know. Is your How, how is your blood pressure and your heart rate connected? Those are two different things. I will know, you know this. What I mean? when it, so, for example, the during the the the, uh, the blood drive, when you, if you get you, the cuff is on you and they're checking your blood pressure, mm-hmm. I've heard them say that if someone is anxious about what's going to happen, that the blood pressure will, can can read as here, higher. I got it. Yeah, I have it okay. here. Surges of anxiety can cause blood pressure spikes, okay. but these are typically temporary. Over time, however, chronic anxiety can begin to have an adverse effect on someone's baseline uh, blood pressure. Okay, so there they is. are interconnected. There you go. 
What does it um, have to do with bra size? So it doesn't. Uh, this could be due to a the couple having a similar lifestyle. That's why you may have higher blood pressure. The study highlighted potential benefits to improving healthy habits together. Uh, the uh, researcher said making lifestyle changes such as being more active, reducing stress, or eating a healthier diet can all reduce blood pressure. And however, these changes may uh, be difficult to achieve and more importantly, sustain if your spouse or partner are not making changes with you. So that means if, because it is easier if you if you are eating healthy, yes. if you're if you're uh, exercising in, in healthy activities, smoking crack, it's better <laughs> when you've got a partner that's doing it with you. Well, it's yes, or, or just in general that you complement each other. Like you look pretty, you know, if that you're, you're you're what you're doing complements each other. Uh, yes, I agree. I agree, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So uh, then that's a no brainer right there. So being but being married can raise your raise your blood pressure, but you should make sure that you're both trying to uh, engage in some healthy activities. Right. Right. All right. Uh, let's go over to the mental health department of the Just Saying Institute. Uh, an annual survey by the American Psychological Association concludes Americans are seeking psychological help in record numbers. I, yeah. bet, I bet you I know. Well, obviously, it's the world we live in. But I'll also hazard this guess. For the first time, and I think it was a product of the pandemic, you can seek um, uh, therapy vis-a-vis uh, Zoom chat. Yes, like uh, BetterHelp, the company exactly. that I uh, right. uh, that I endorse. Right. Yeah, it's they, all online. They are providing that. So your sense, you might be more inclined to do it that way as an entree or maybe as the, the only thing you do. I did. That's when right. I started seeing a therapist was right. during COVID there and I did it all via Zoom. And you enjoyed it. Yeah. You good result. I Most also definitely. think there's more awareness of mental health issues there's, and, yes. and you know, uh, encouraging people to get help for it. Yeah, yeah. And much less of a stigma. I mean, yes. like, and that's, that's a slow erode or erosion, but um, it's getting more and more accepted to just go see a therapist and not think twice about it. Yeah, agreed. It used to be uh, shameful to admit yeah. that you were in therapy, you know. And- to use a bowling analogy, <laughs> you perceive yourself as always throwing gutter balls, Kathy. It's never going to And you don't see the potential not today. for the turkey. Of a strike and yeah. a turkey, man. Yeah. Um <clears throat> By the way, Casey had told me, I wish he was here. He has all the bowling terms because he was a long time yeah, yeah, yeah. bowler. I think there's a... Uh, when the turkey you, is three strikes in a row, right? When you, It is. Yeah. But but when you hit, when you get a strike uh, and the if you're right-handed and the ball hits the left side of the lead pin, I think it's called a Brooklyn. A Brooklyn. Or okay. Something like that. But if you have to put some English on the ball? Yeah, you definitely have to yeah. put English okay. on it. Um, Man, I'm terrible. It was stocking. I'm not any good at either. That's when two guys take their penis. Never mind. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Nothing to do with bowling. Uh, that's a carry down you're talking about. A carry down? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> or a pancake. How confident Marissa sounded. That's know, a carry down. Yeah, sure. Got her, yeah, got her yeah that's what it is. Talking my language. Yeah, we got revs. We got a skid. A skid? <laughs> What's a skid? Um, <laughs> a reaction of the ball. As if it first makes contact with the lane, Preston. Come on. That's a skid. Make What's a, a skid. Uh, wait, I got to go back up to R. <laughs> <laughs> Rev is a uh, number of times the ball rolls over the circumference of the lane. Yeah, yeah revolutions. revolutions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The revs. A lane. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, back to uh, therapy. Right. Uh, and so- bowling. 
More than half of the psychologists surveyed have waiting lists for new patients, and they say that people are seeking help uh, in coping with issues including anxiety, depression, trauma. What if you're getting and, anxious over your wait time to go see your therapist? And stress-related disorders. Yeah. Uh, the study's authors blame the lingering effects of the pandemic yeah. and the many changes that it brought about in people's daily lives reading as well. a study, I forget where it was, but uh, probably one suitable for the Justin Institute. The amount of damage caused by that... Lock the lockdown and people's reactions, and and we'll be dealing and un, un, unfolding the 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 ramifications for a long time. But again, Preston, the point of therapy being a very good option, and yeah. and and once with the stigma removed, it can really change lives. Yeah, and even though most of that is behind us at this point, yeah. or you know, in large part, like the the ramifications are still there, and so you need if you need therapy, go see a yeah. therapist. Uh, Preston, those long lines are particularly true amongst uh, teenagers. Young people uh, have are having a really hard time finding suitable therapists at this point. Right. Still, right. what they need is a fancy like role model to look up to, and I'm I'm here if you need me. By the way, uh, somebody texted and said, uh, Preston, you are correct. It's called a Brooklyn. Uh, but also, but around here, they call it a Jersey. A Jersey? Yes. I get, well, because it's a different location. Exactly. Hang on. Bob can comment on all the bowling terms. Hi, Bob. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good, buddy. All right. So what, what are some interesting bowling terms we might not be familiar with? Well, like you said, some people call it a Brooklyn, but here in Philly, we call it a Jersey. Okay. I guess, you know, the left side. Yeah. And uh, and Steve's right. It is a turkey when you get three strikes in a row. Okay. Any other any other cool terms like that? Uh, yeah. Ha- when you get four strikes in a row, it's a hand bone. A hand, a hand bone. bone. I didn't okay. know that. Well, any other names for perfect games? A lucky guy. Uh, a lucky guy. About, all right, besides uh, the seven ten split, do other splits have names? Not that I could think off, off the top of my head. Uh, sometimes, you know, in the little derogatory terms, you know, you get ones or a couple of like missing teeth there. It'll make some, you know. <laughs> okay. What's a turd cutter? <laughs> I got I got you. All right. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. You guys rock. All right. Thank thank you. You. Strike hard, brother. <laughs> Trying to throw in a cool new bowl yeah, yeah. that I Strike bowl hard. like the wind. Strike hard, bowl yeah. like the wind. Strike hard. <laughs> All right. Good shoes forever. All right, uh, Marissa. Anything else, or can we move on to another? Nah, she's she's on X Hamster now. Yeah, okay. Right. Let's go over to another Just Saying Institute story. All right, it's no surprise that more babies are conceived over the holidays, resulting sure. in a summer baby boom. And it's easy to assume that adults are spending more time together over the holidays. But a study that was published in the Obstetrics and Gynecological or Gynecology Magazine suggests a biology component may be at play. So there is a an actual biological yes. element that makes the likelihood of conceiving children higher around the holidays? Correct. Around this holiday, around the you know the, I, the end of the year, I am intrigued. Researchers found that male sperm favors colder temperatures and thrives on eggnog, and sperm quality improves in the winter. Well, yes, isn't that the thing? That we the old um, uh, I don't know if it's a wives' tale, but that you um, the, the the chillier the the nutsack, the more productive the baby batter. <laughs> Um, there is yes, my my mom yeah. had that crochet. Yeah, I remember, son, the chillier the nutsack, <laughs> the more robust the baby batter. Yeah. Say it with me. Hold on, I'm going to look this up before I make a okay. comment. Uh, researchers found that male sperm favors the colder temperatures. Like I said, when the when with normal sperm production were found to have the healthiest sperm in winter and early spring. Right, uh, winter sperm were also faster. The summer sperm. Um, 
came crashing. Uh, additionally, ovums were found to be more receptive to sperm in the wintertime as well. So overall, biologically, our bodies, both male and female, want to conceive at that time of year. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Maybe it's a biological thing in that it knows that nine months later, the weather is going to be warmer and easier to give birth and raise a child. I mean, going back in evolution. In evolution. When you lived outside. So when you were more likely to be spending more time, if it's an inclement weather, in, in a cave situation yeah. or on a fire, you know. Uh, uh, Unless you're near the equator, they just get pregnant all they, the time. All the time. They can't yeah. stop pumping. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like Steve is correct about the cooler all right. Testicle temperatures. Okay. Did I use my exact verbiage? <laughs> Healthy sperm, yeah. By the way, I was thinking of winter. I was, would the same be, I guess, in uh, in Australia and, you know, in the southern hemisphere uh, where our winter is their summer. Yes. Do they call the warmer time summer there? I assume they do, right? Yeah, so right. so well, Christmas yeah. is in summer uh, for... Australia. I, I would be certain of that. When yeah. it gets warmer, you tend to, yeah. and then their their language is a English based. You know, yeah. And, remember and, those fires that they had a few years ago? That was during Australian summer, but it was during our winter. Okay, all right. So, and the and again, the big revelation. I think we're talking about this, Nick, that, that you can actually go ski Australia, snow skiing, yeah, and forget yeah. that they have oh, that's right peaks oh, yeah. that accommodate snow. Matt used to chase the seasons. He would be oh, down would in New Zealand. Yeah, he wow. would, would go snowboard. He's during- like Bodie. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, right? Back off for Marissa. <laughs> Australians celebrate Seriously. Christmas twice a year. What? Once in December and then again in July. Well, Christmas in July. Yeah, you know, yeah. the old we do routine. that too. But I guess they do that so it falls more Col- into the Santa Claus. I guess. Uh, you know. Because yeah. it is so warm. Right. But in, Santa, December 25th. Yeah, December 25th is, they, they don't have two of them. But maybe Santa makes two trips a year. I'm tired in of In Australia and never right. knew about it. Good guy. I didn't know that. Wow. All right, uh, let's see what else we got here. We're not done. I'm no, there's so much research yet to be done. Yeah, I want to do <laughs> we it. We need your money. I want to just say it. I want to do it. Send your yes. donations. So much needs to be learned, but we've just begun. <laughs> Send your donations to the Just Saying Institute, care of the Kathy Romano 710 split bar and grill. <laughs> oh, my God. I... Uh, we should do that sometime. We should start raising funds for the <laughs> Just saying it's dude. Right, one, and then keep the money. That'd be the best. One last story. <laughs> if you watch game shows, you may have noticed that contestants seem to blink more often. But why? Mm. A University of Arizona study tracked data on 100 contestants and found that they tended to blink at the beginning of each question and the start of their response. It, is that more because they tend to put their contestants on psychedelics? No, not I don't think so. They they blinked less often when thinking about their answer. This suggests that blinks act as a sort of punctuation of thought. Uh, the stress of the game show may have also played a role. Contestants blinked nearly twice as often uh, when compared to people at rest. Uh, so it's it's a... It's it, it it's your mind working right when when you blink like that for whatever reason it it's an action that will I don't know kind of distract your your own brain or something like that it's yeah possibly a a, a physical manifestation of you thinking what do you yeah. guys do when you think um, I vomit you're, you're trying to be in a conversation I look up 
Oh, but do you? Yeah, well, yeah. You know, yeah. so so Sarah does that a lot. She'll when she's talking, uh, Sarah Parker will we'll look up. Okay, when yeah. she's talking and thinking about something. They, they used to say that that was a sign of of lying or preparing to lie, right. and have since uh, backtracked on that. Right? That they, not they say they were lying when they said that. that's not always <laughs> the case. That immediately when you look up, that yeah. that you're about to lie. Yeah, uh, you can just use it as. You're just kind of searching for the answer. I find that I'm just trying to figure out. The right, I'm doing it right now, yeah. trying to figure out the right words uh, to say yeah. in, a, in a way that makes sense. You don't want to make eye contact with someone. Well, yeah. When I make eye contact, eye contact, I get distracted yeah. by the fact that I'm making eye contact with that person, so I lose the train of thought. I can't and, read it. There's no, there's no words. <laughs> on what I'm trying to say. I don't know how. Honestly, like you know, you play the O'Reilly clip. I don't know how newscasters are able to ever think when looking at the camera, when you know, when, when concentrating on on being on camera and reporting accurately. I. I could never do that as a news reporter or a sports reporter. Really? Or yeah. Like an anchor, like a news anchor. I mean, like a, like a Michael Barkan or John Clark. You know, when those guys are doing their jobs and they're both really, really good at it. They're, or or Taryn Hatcher. She's another example. Like watching them do their jobs and report and think and talk into the camera all at the same time. I find that to be a, an incredible skill. So one of the things I have this little you know studio set up at at home, and I'm doing the switching myself, and I could do these little videos for like the comic book gurus or whatever. The process of con- doing a conversation and like, it, it, I always think of Harry Shearer in, in Wayne's World too. Like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. You can't, to be dialed into the conversation and or listening to a, a feedback to the studio or any distraction like that, I can't do that. I have difficulty doing that. And you must have done it when you were doing traffic, Kathy, right? Well, uh, For NBC10? Like it? you're getting the IFB. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, you know, and you get you, that. You I, get used to it? Yeah, that yeah. I got used to. That really didn't bother me so much, you know. Um, but, Nick, I think like with the cameras, well, obviously they do it every day. And they have teleprompters. But, but like almost with us, like we know that there are tons of people listening, but really we're just in a room talking. And that I think that's sort of the same for them. Like they're really just looking at something and, and talking. The people are on the other side. They can't see. Yeah, them. that's a good point. There's a there's a scene in the movie uh, Broadcast News, which is a great movie, and Holly Hunter's a producer, and William Hurt is an anchor, and he's live, and they're doing, they're doing a live. There's, yeah. a, there's an event that happened, and they have to cover it. And she's in his ear going, she's going, good job, that's good. Yes, very good. And she's just <laughs> complimenting yeah, yeah. him. As he is speaking, uh, and he just keeps going and going and going. Bring up that, the, the, the ambas- bring up the ambassador's uh, recent trip to, and, and he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, he goes, "It's just like sex." Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was totally uh, turned on by it, but um, it's it's an art, and it's one I guess you got to you know you yeah. get used to. But um, yeah, but apparently we will blink uh, when we are thinking about or no it says they blinked less often when thinking about the answer the suggested blinks acts some sort of punctuation thought the stress of the game show may have also played a role uh, and the circumstances would have been difficult to replicate in a lab though they said this is exactly what we need to study the psycho the psychophysiology of real human behavior and real human thinking so that we can better perfect the game show experience yes <laughs> <laughs> so we can bring yes. you Good news, folks. We might be bringing concentration back. Right. With your money, <laughs> we can bring back win, lose, or draw. What, was it, what did we play the other day uh, on the air, uh, on Press and you played Perfection? or what, Is that what it was? Yeah. That was, the yeah, the little kids game. When we were playing that, were you able to focus on your job of talking on the microphone <laughs> at the same time? Um, actually, I was because I, um, I was narrating what I was doing. Okay. But you had Which to stop. Pretty easy. Yeah. You had to stop, and we had Casey do the color commentary, if you remember. Because uh, you said, I have to, I have to concentrate. 
Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, I can't talk. I'm thinking. Oh, okay. I guess <laughs> I'm, bl- I'm blanking. <laughs> don't talk to me. I'm I can't talk to me. I'm don't talk to me. I'm blanking. <laughs> Your jump at the end of that was so cute. I was, it legitimately scared me. It <laughs> absolutely so scared me. All right. All right. Well, that is, uh, that's it, gang. Uh, thanks for swinging by the Just Saying Institute. And don't forget to grab a bite to eat at the Kathy Romano 710 Split Bar and Grill. That's right. In the new, in the uh, new uh, Just Saying Institute Just Saying Lanes. Lanes. Yeah. All right, uh, you know what? Let's give away another gift card. Our friends at Monterey Prime American Grill have brought in some scrumptious food this morning. And you can go there and take advantage of it. So we'll take caller number 16 at 215-263-WMMR. They brought amazing desserts as well that pair very nicely with the main courses. Uh, New York-style cheesecake, chocolate eclipse, (laughs) three-layer cake, which looks insanely decadent. Uh, And chocolate chip and bourbon bread pudding. With salted caramel sauce. You son of a bitch. Make your reservations today at MontereyGrill.com and you will find them in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. They're on Fellowship Road and they're right next to the Aloft Hotel. MontereyGrill.com. Caller number 16. That gift certificate is for you. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, Hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we uh, dive into what we're going to talk about here, I'd just like to acknowledge something. Uh, Today is going to be Bill Weston's final (gasps) MMR staff meeting. Yep. And then he is, uh, he's done at the end of the month. He moves on and uh, he'll... Uh, Santa's got to go. Yeah, he's got to (laughs) go. He really has to go. Uh, And so that's kind of sad, isn't it? It is. uh, Because the truth of the matter is, I I, I had the the chance to to be uh, interviewed by this uh, gentleman, Ryan... uh, Hop uh, he has a podcast down in Florida. He's going to ask you to do likewise, Preston. And uh, I said, you know, that the whole fake dynamic of of like hating your boss or or, or that whole thing. Uh, I said, the truth is, you know, we uh, Bill's great, and 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 uh, for all the idiosyncrasies that he freely lets us, you know, use to our <laughs> comedic advantage, uh, it, it it is it's been a great run, and it is sad for these little 
that you you observed it yesterday, and it's like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I wonder who's going to get the last awkward comment of the meeting. Oh, you are. Oh, you of think it's going to be me? Oh, yeah. I hope so. I would really like to go out with the last awkward. I think you should. Yeah. I think you definitely. I deserve it, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are you having your period? <laughs> <laughs> It's funny that you said idiosyncrasies because I use that exact word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to my friend Brian last night. I was talking about Bill leaving. And yeah. I was like, you know, I go, with, with Bill, all of Bill's idiosyncrasies, yeah. he's a great boss. Oh, he, absolutely. You know, I yeah. said he's got his, his little things. We all do. And we all do, yeah. of course. Bills are more fun to make fun of than anybody else's, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it, it's like, it's been so long, you know, that we've worked with him. And so it's just, it, even though we have somebody great coming in, it's still going to be weird without him. Yeah, it's been yeah. 18 years. Listen, we're going to be, in, in, be. In, in good hands because, and, and, and of course, uh, Chuck would be the first to say that, you know, uh, working with Bill and having that transition take place where Bill is sort of able to oversee and help. Uh, Bill is very complimentary of Chuck's, but I mean, yeah, it's it's been a great, a great time. And so yeah. we will savor... Contrary to our usual Wednesday meetings, we yeah. will savor this one. <laughs> yes, we will. Uh, so what I wanted to bring up, uh, Steve brought up this interesting little scenario that I'm sure that has happened uh, uh, to some people listening. And that is at this time of year, if you're purchasing gifts, whether it be for you know Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you're celebrating, um, have you opened a gift that was intended for you? Have you opened an Amazon or delivery <laughs> oh. box of a gift? That was sent to the house, and you opened it and found out that it was actually a gift for you. And I'm wondering if anybody listening has accidentally opened their big gift. Yeah, like the big one. And then had to, or at least attempted to surgically reclose it. Yeah. Or you just fess (laughs) up and go... The cat got into it. it. Yeah, I guess I'm getting getting a diamond bracelet or whatever it is. I think I would be disappointed if I found out the big one. You know what I mean? Like, I like the the surprise of it. It happened to me when I was a kid. I opened up this uh, beautiful gold bracelet. It had hearts. And it was um, not like a charm bracelet, but a loose bracelet. And I was opening gifts on Christmas morning and I was like, wait, is there, is there another, is there another one? Is there another one? <laughs> it was my mom's gift from your dad, from my yeah, dad. Man. And my mom is so kind though. She's like, oh, you can have it. Sure, <laughs> she tried yeah. to give it to me. I was like, Little no, 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 it's <laughs> But I did, I was like looking around, looking around the tree. That's I was like, oh, is it hidden You somewhere? can have it, sweetheart. <laughs> I'm going to kill that bitch. Oh, that's but, funny. <laughs> but in, in my house, so uh, packages that Rochelle has ordered will have my name on it sometimes and vice versa. We share the same Amazon account. Or you, I don't I don't look at the, you know, what's been purchased. That's an easy way to go if you want to find out what somebody's getting yeah, for yeah. you. But that's cheating. Um, and so I never know if this package was a gift for me and... And I'll open it. She's like, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> so you, you get you get a cluster of four. It almost happened to me yesterday. You get a cluster of three or four packages because you're ordering things. And you just and filter it through. Yeah. And, 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 you know. Yeah. You know, be careful. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR if that has happened to you. And what do you do in that situation where it's happened to where you ordered the gift and they opened it. And you're like, oh, great. Now I got to go get something else. Did you see the footage of the of the the I think it was the UPS delivery guy who sort of assumed this was a big pro a big present shipped to a house and it was in the the box was the depiction of what I think it was one of those electric cars for kids like a like a Jeep you know that you could put the batteries in the kid can actually drive it oh, okay so it gets delivered he actually goes the extra mile and sort of hides it behind some garbage cans oh. and then like I guess they have a contacting and, and texted okay 
just in case. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that is because cool. if the kid's coming home from school, yeah, you know, sees it, yeah, yeah, that's it. But Amazon will alert you if it's coming in the original box with a picture on it. Oh, they will. Yeah. Okay, Kathy, did you have a Christmas present delivered here that showed up yesterday? There was a giant package. Sitting oh in your no, chair. That, no, that was a gift from uh, our friends at Lovebug. Um, oh, okay, you guys all got for Christmas. The dildos are mine, Nick. No, a camping blanket. Oh, really? Yes. Well, that's nice. I thought maybe you had something sent here that was for Jace oh, that you no, were no. hiding from him. You know what? I don't know. I don't. Santa tr- brings that. I don't. Stuff. Tr- yeah, I don't. I don't get that kid gifts. Um, <laughs> I don't trust shipping stuff here. I. Huh. I'd rather go to my house. Yeah, because we don't have like a mail room anymore. Like I know it goes right. to someone, but like well, who, they no one still, knows. And, and who actually gets the mail here? Tony, I think Tony does most of it. Yeah, yeah. Tony and Pong. sometimes whoever's delivering it puts it in the right spot. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> you know, so I don't trust shipping it here. Uh, speaking of um, something you said just a moment ago, Steve, I'll let uh, Kathy uh, <laughs> share. Though you, you uh, gave Jace a catalog mm-hmm. uh, to. <laughs> Go through and find some items and, uh, you know, maybe circle some things that Santa might want to bring. Yeah, I'm having a tough time. uh, And so is he on, on, you know, what he wants as they get older. He's 12. It's, you know, it's tough. Like, what do you want for Christmas? So I did the old, you know, I got a couple of catalogs and I was like, look, here, go through here. See if there's anything in here that you might like. And he, it was cute. He actually found a really cute cat toy for the cat. So (laughs) maybe Santa will bring that. Um, But yeah, so he circled a couple of things and I was, I then, you know, he left them in my room and so I was looking through the catalog to see what he had circled and to see if I could maybe find anything else. Uh, by the way, it was a sharper image catalog. So, you know, some oh, cool I, stuff I love in sharper there. image catalog, yeah. Until I came past the page of vibrators. <laughs> uh, big and bold and pink and purple. They and have, So, that, wait a second. In the sharper image the Chris, sharper Christmas image, catalog. Correct. Which, by that the I way, handed to my 12-year-old. Has a ton of actual toys in it. Correct. It has an actual, because I know right. they, they, their RC selection, radio controlled yeah. stuff is pretty extensive. Uh-huh. You're saying there's a full page of dildos? There, there, there is a full page of oh uh, vibrators. They're and called a personal massager. Yes, they are called <laughs> personal massagers. Because yes. I saw that. I go, personal massagers? And I was like, oh no! Dude, oh, no! massaging we're, your vagina. Steve, we're looking at them. They're phallic. They're, fo- yeah. they're totally phallic. I mean, they don't look, they're not veiny and yeah, all yeah. that, but one of them has a head on it. Wow. Yeah. A couple of them do. And Steve, in the, the, the pictures of the toys, there's Kids playing. Yes, so I saw the I first know. couple pages and was like, "Yeah, look through this. See if you see anything." I love the sharp image catalog. I, I didn't realize. I just you know, hope he didn't get to, to, all the way to the end. Of sweetie, the, the toys are between the anal beads and the vibrators. <laughs> he didn't circle any of them, Kath? No, no. I really. It was towards the end. He didn't get all the way this to is it. But funny. Uh, still, it, I was like, "What the hell, mommy? It looks like a peepee." <laughs> <laughs> terrible. <laughs> That is the best. Uh, all right, two packages that you've accidentally opened. I'll go to Mike. Hi, Mike. You're on the air, buddy. Good morning, at Presbo. Good morning to see you, Mike. What's up? So this actually happened to me yesterday. I got home from work, and there was a package out front, and it was addressed to me. And I was ordering like crazy lately, obviously, with the holidays coming up. I didn't think twice. I thought maybe it was just something extra that I completely forgot was coming. So I opened it up. And it is a replica of Stormbreaker from uh, Thor. Oh, my God. And I'm like, when did I order this? (laughs) (laughs) Because my wife and I, we share the same Amazon account, and it's all under my name. So I bust it open, and I'm like, what do I do with this now? I got to figure out how to close this back up. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you do? 
Luckily, I had packaging tape, and I used to work for Amazon, so I know how to get that thing sealed perfectly. Uh, so I sealed it back up. Wow. He didn't think twice about it. So I'm in the clear, so I, now i got to act surprised when I open it up. <laughs> oh, good for you, Mike. Wow, good. Yes, because well that's part done. of the joy. But yes, you open it up, and there's there's a Thor replica. <laughs> that, see, I don't... My wife's... Um, so it, it, they're separate accounts, separate Thanks, shipping. Buddy. So, you know, it comes in under her name, uh, and, and uh, my stuff comes in under my name. We'll get the notification, the joint notification that a package has arrived. Uh, you know, so sometimes that'll throw you off. But otherwise... There is that delineation, but again, around this time, when six or seven things are on the the the, the, the porch, and you got to pick them up, and you start opening up things, you don't always look. Yeah, uh, I have uh, Bill on the line. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Good morning. It. Good morning to see you, Bill. What's up, bud? Yeah, Alexis uh, gives it away on us. Alexa. Yeah. Yeah. I so. Yes. Yeah, puts up the warning, you know, the alert on there, and then you go, oh, what's, what's the alert? Yes. Yep. Oh, you got a package. It's, uh, you know, such and such. Now it they, tells you what it sometimes is. They will tell you, sometimes Alexa will tell you what has arrived. They do announce, though, at a certain point, and I don't know if this is something you have to enable, and if so, I've enabled it. Because it, then it'll come up when you, 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 on your alert. Because it is the holiday season, we will not announce the contents of packages. Mm. Ah. Yeah, so, so, so thank you, by the way. It'll Bill. just say a package is right. Instead of saying your, um, your yeah. master, uh, your master, uh, level dildo has arrived. Right. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it won't, it just say a package is arrived. So you have to set that up? I guess so. I've okay. had it. I've had, if so, I've had it set up that way for so long that it, it just kicks in automatically around the holidays. Something uh, weird happened to me yesterday with Amazon. They came to my house, same guy, three different times. And uh, finally, I realized what was going on. I was not home the first two times. But um, he needed a one-time code that I got in my email to yeah. deliver the package. That's never happened to me before. Um, yeah. So, well, you usually, a lot of times that, that code is for... Oh, like to gonna... log in, yeah. I had right, right. I, so I had to open the email. Unfortunately, I didn't delete it, uh, and I had to give him the code, and then he delivered the package. And the package was not; it wasn't something that was ridiculously like expensive yeah. right. or anything like that. It was just a normal what, purchase. Is it so? Sometimes what happens is you know people have things delivered to like those Amazon collection boxes outside of a Seven Eleven, and so there there is a. There is a, a code for that. No, for this that. was to my house, and, and oh. I felt bad because the guy came the first two times. I wasn't home. Hey, by the way, I got a uh, I got a text that I found kind of I don't know what to do with it. it says uh, Hi, Preston, your in store order number fifty one is confirmed. Pick up is scheduled on Sunday, December tenth, twenty twenty three. Reply stop to opt out. Now I've ordered things here and there, and I don't necessarily remember. Is it? Um, I don't ever remember anything I was supposed to pick up. Sometimes you, I think it's a scam. Yeah, oh, perhaps. I've, yeah. I've gotten the pickup. Um, is mine was from? Um, this is a Jersey number. Oh, my, but Jersey. Mine, mine said like UPS. <laughs> UPS. It said UPS, but obviously it was not UPS. But the the pickup thing, and I ignored oh, it. Yeah, Kathy, what, what you get is your 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 order is here at, at the delivery yeah. station. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need your blah 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 information to release it. This is only asking me to to reply stop to opt out. That's the the response. Um, and they have to leave. Uh, just erase it. I think I'm just going to delete just it. Erase, and if it is something important, they'll get back to you. If not, yeah. you'll reorder it again. And uh, send them your social security number. And you're oh, that, that's what yeah. I need to yeah. do. God, thank you, Nick. And your garage code number. Thank you so much. <laughs>
I uh, found out how to turn off the Amazon delivery. You download the Alexa app and then go to settings and notification Amazon shopping. And then you can toggle off delivery updates. Okay. Well, well, that's good. You you may want the delivery updates without the specificity of what is in the delivery. Yeah, it, it might be the only option. Okay, so if you activate that, then it automatically kicks in. And at a certain point, it occurs at the end of or halfway through November that it won't tell you what you're getting. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go to Toby. Hi, Toby. Good morning. Tom Yonkel. Yes. What's up, Toby? Uh, So I really hit it hard this last (laughs) couple months on. I've been wanting a motorcycle for my wife for about 10 years. Okay. And I was relentless with it. And she finally tried to surprise me with it. I got the insurance card in the mail with my name on it. And I open it, and I go, "Why? hey, we don't have a Yamaha. <laughs> she looked at me, oh. and she goes, surprise. Oh, oh man. man. No, but that is so sweet. That's so cool. She had a, an elaborate, like, scavenger hunt for me <laughs> to find it, to come home and get it, and, like, see it in our garage and everything. And then I ended up being home alone when it was actually delivered. Oh, really? Oh, he no. Didn't surprise me at all. Uh, wow. Let me ask you. Dude, <laughs> drop the F bomb. We're on the radio, man. All right. Thank, that's all right. Thanks, Toby. Appreciate it. He cried, is yes. what he said. He effing cried. With a mouth like that, I'm not so sure I want you on a motorcycle. Uh, let me see here. What is this about? Uh, I'm going to go to Kevin. Uh, hi, Kev. Good morning, bud. Hi. Oh, What's up, man? Yeah, so. This year, I ordered my wife's big present, which was a real nice electric fireplace, and it was getting delivered to the house, and my wife's at work, I'm at work, I text my daughter to say, hey, grab the package when it comes, I think it's going to show what it is. My daughter's on the lookout, she can't find it. A couple hours later, I get a picture from my wife of this box that's torn up, left on my front step, um, this giant box, and she tells me to go look at the camera uh, at a specific time. So the delivery driver's trying to deliver it, and the box breaks open as he's dragging it on the ground, and the whole thing spills everywhere, oh. all over the place. And she's going through, and she's like trying to tell me the delivery is all messed up, and she shows me a picture of what it is. And my response was, Merry Christmas. Right. Yeah, right. There's nothing you can do. Destroyed electric uh, uh, fireplace. Man. So uh, uh, let me ask you. So uh, as a, as a uh, post uh, to the story, did you, are they replacing it? I assume they would have to, right? So I contacted them to replace it. And they said, how about you just keep it and we'll give you 25% off? I said, no, just no. send me a new one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And they were like, oh, we can't. We're out of stock. Uh, so we'll refund you. Well, and I still have this broken fireplace sitting in my yeah. house. Yeah, oh, that sucks. How about this? We'll sell you another one, but we'll take some money off. Right. Yeah. Oh, thanks, yeah. Kevin. That sucks, <laughs> man. Ridiculous. Appreciate it. All right. One more quick call, and then we're going to have to take a break. I'm going to go to Austin. Uh, Austin, morning. Good morning. Good morning to see you, Austin. What's up? So back in third grade, it was the year. Real. Hang on, dude. Yeah, yeah. We're go- we're go- we're not gonna we're not gonna go there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, Regardless, you- I- 
went to my parents' room on Christmas Eve for something to ask a question. I don't know. I forget. Okay. Like, <laughs> open up the door, and every single present is on the floor, unwrapped. Oh. Everything's there. Oh, man. And here I am being like, well, this is how, this is how it works. Okay. And you and saw like, everything. Well, you I'm know what? This, you you know what that this, means? I'm getting this. That means your your mom is sleeping with Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> that's what was going yeah, on. Lucky yeah. you. Yeah. Wow. All right. Thank you, Austin. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, you have those moments occasionally. Sometimes, you know, the parents will help Santa out. Yeah. And you discover things. Yeah. He needs yeah. some help. Absolutely. I mean, dude's got a whole damn world to cover. Jesus, so. a lot. All right. Anyhow, uh, as you receive that box, think about that. Think about these things uh, before you open it and maybe ask, uh, is this okay to open? Yes. Uh, before you do it, all right? Um, we are going to take a break. But listen, speaking of gifts, we'd like to give some to you at the Christmas Miracle Ooh, live yeah. broadcast yeah. with the Preston and Steve show. We would love to have you there. So let's take uh, callers 15 and 16 at 215-263. The Christmas numbers. WMMR and see if you can be a part of the audience and maybe a part of that group of people that jump up on stage. Christmas Miracle. We're going to be drawing names for people to play games for some of our best prizes of the year. And we'd love to have you there. 215-263-WMMR. Keep in mind, we're in a new spot this year. We are going to Phoenixville at the Colonial Theater. We will have the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest, so make sure that you dress appropriately. But join us for this. This is our our year-end thank you to all those who listen to the Preston and Steve radio program. So we'll get you on board, and we will see you there. We'll do more invites. You can go to WMMR.com for your chance to win, or you can go to Milk Boy today from 4 to 6 with Marissa. She's going to have 20 tickets to give away nice. while there. And uh, So stop by today, see her, and maybe you will win that way as well. 215-263-WMMR. Coming back with a B-File. The MMRE is coming to your neighborhood. Tomorrow from 7 to 9, Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show rocks Kavanaugh's Rittenhouse, 1913 Sansom Street in Center City with the Bud Light Thursday Night Kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles Giants tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy $4 Bud Light 12-ounce cans. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, brought to you this morning by Zane Western Apparel and Work Gear in Piles Grove, New Jersey. Shop there this holiday season. Zane's has work gear and boots from the brands you love. Online at zaneswestern.com. Actually, it's zanewestern.com. Okay, so I've been keeping one eye on the local news, but I, maybe I haven't been watching closely enough because I don't remember seeing this story, and you guys tell me if you have. This is out of Ocean City, New Jersey. All right. When police arrived to an apartment after receiving a call from a man claiming he had just killed his mom, they found Jeffrey Surgent naked and covered in blood on top of the headless body of his mother. They were just doing a follow-up on this this morning. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I did not see that. Kathy, did you see this story? No, uh uh-uh. And you're an Ocean City gal, right? Uh, I have a friend that lives in Ocean City, 
but... Does um, this person, does his friend like to cut people's heads off? Yeah. A surgeon who is 46 years old is charged with murder in connection with the death of his 74-year-old mother. He called police on December 8th to tell them that he was bipolar huh. and that he had killed his mother. Oh, boy. The line remained open and surgeon said nothing further. Housing Authority surveillance footage, listen to this, shows a head roll out of the apartment... Uh, oh out of the apartment God. at a high rate of <gasps> speed... The head hit a wall and rolled to where it was later found by police. Oh, my God. Shortly after, a surgeon could be seen peeking out of the apartment, then pulling his mother's body into the hallway. He was naked and laid on top of the body, which is how police discovered him. Dear God. Right? This is as gruesome as you can get. Yeah, not your typical day at the job. As uh, police handcuffed sergeant and took him out of the building, he screamed over and over that he had killed his mother and that he was sorry. And then he began to sing, Jesus Loves Me. A uh, surgeon was taken to a medical facility. Uh, maybe not. Under police watch. And uh, jail records show that he was taken to the Cape May County Correctional Facility the next day. This is brutal. Horrifying. I've, I, I, I just was blown away when I saw that this morning. All right. With that, we need something a little bit lighter yes, to go. Yes, a head to. reattachment. Uh, we don't, I don't have uh, one of those, but I do have one about a passenger who flew from Denmark to Los Angeles, had no passport, and had no recollection of his journey there. What? Sergei Ochigava flew to LAX on November 4th, but he did not have a passport. After a search, no passport was found, and he was not a passenger on the manifest. He had no ticket. He had no passport. Don't they usually check for those things? And he has no memory of how he boarded the plane. Uh, Ochigava claimed that he had not been sleeping for three days and did not understand what was going on. Uh, he has pleaded not guilty to charges of illegally boarding an aircraft. His hearing will take place on December 26th. Where so, did he fly out of again? Uh, Denmark. Yeah, isn't that weird? You think they'd be, uh, I don't yeah. know, can't figure that one out. Somehow or another, he made it happen. All right, a former hotel in Nova Scotia was moved by a construction firm with the help of 700 bars of soap. <laughs> Halifax's Elmwood Building, a hotel, was slated for demolition in 2018, but was saved by a sale to Galaxy Properties, which announced plans to actually move the structure closer to the street and put it on new foundation so that it could connect to a planned apartment building. Uh, the 220-ton building was successfully moved by a crew uh, from S. Rushton Construction, and they shared time-lapse video of the move on Facebook. Elmwood it was soap. It was pulled 30 feet across a steel frame by two excavators and a tow truck. And instead of using rollers, the team decided to use 700 bars of ivory soap to make the building glide across the frame. That still seems... It you seems know, like it would just crush the soap. Yeah, like it wouldn't it even work at all. It still seems impractical. So ivory soap is particularly soft, making for a smooth move. Um, How they come said, they don't advertise that in the commercials? Great for moving buildings. Uh, they said that the Elmwood would be moved again in the near future once its new foundation is completed. But I'd never it, heard of using soap. It just seems inadequate, but they did it. Oh, man. I don't have this story. I had it somewhere in the Bizarre File from last week. And, of course, it happened in Missouri. Uh, there was a... There was a high-speed chase involving someone that was towing a a house. <laughs> a high-speed well, chase. Well, it was as yeah. high speed as, the, as <laughs> five it, miles an hour as it could go. But they were towing a mobile home. Wow! And and it, it, it was a police chase. It was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like they were trying to get away. Was it more like a foot pursuit? No, but it was weird. Anyway, yeah. Slow down. I thought that tied in with the moving of the house. Uh, All right. Can you stop doing that? Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, a man is accused, this took place in Missouri as well, a man is accused of stabbing a Panda Express employee and punching another worker over the quality of his food. Stabbing and punching over the quality of the Panda Express food. Yeah, officers, I mean, you knew you were going to a Panda Express, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so the officer charged... What's with all this Asian food? Philip Person with uh, felony assault. Uh, police responded to a Panda Express. Officer said they found a man who works at the restaurant stabbed in the back. <laughs> uh, witnesses told police that uh, Person got into an argument with employees over his food and then punched a female employee in the head. No. The restaurant's manager and a male employee were able to get Person outside where he's accused of stabbing the male employee. Uh, that employee was taken to the hospital for treatment and later released. Officers stopped and arrested person after he drove off in a work truck and investigators said that they also took a knife into evidence. Alright, and we'll do, actually we'll do one more story. Alright. Uh, I thought this was really interesting. An $800,000 ring lost in a hotel was found and it was in a vacuum cleaner bag. <gasps> in a oh. vacuum cleaner bag. How, yeah. Did they go through the bag? They did. A Malaysian businesswoman staying at the Ritz in Paris accused a hotel cleaner of stealing the ring and filed a police report on Friday. Fortunately uh, for the cleaning staff, the ring was found on Sunday collecting dust. So they, you know, the, obviously this person denied doing it. Unless they vacuumed it with the intent of getting it out of the hotel. Right, yeah. but they, they went and I guess the vacuum must have been set aside or put okay. away. And so they, That's they where you keep the $800,000 vacuum. And they searched all the vacuum cleaners. Uh, so the Ritz uh, had said, we would like to thank the staff uh, at the Ritz Paris who mobilized for this search. It's crazy. Who work each day with integrity and professionalism. Uh, the Ritz offered the businesswoman free nights for the inconvenience, but she declined, so... Yes. I guess she's happy. You'd be freaking the hell out. Yep. $800,000 ring. God, come on. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. Uh, let's do this. I would like to give away... Uh, thank you to Dave McGrogan, who gave us our, a little Christmas gift early uh, from uh, his other property, Harvest Seasonal Grill and Wine Bar. Uh, but is he, he is here to promote uh, Monterey Grill. Yay! Yes! <laughs> Which is located in New Jersey, and you will find it at 558 Fellowship Road, Mount Laurel, New Jersey. It's next to the Aloft Hotel. And I would like to give away a $50 gift card uh, to caller number 17 at 215-263-WMMR. It's the newest destination for... Or premium, thick-cut steaks, fresh seafood, raw bar, decadent sides, and artisanal cocktails. Did you try some of the steak? I know you like a good steak. I didn't. I, I'm uh, I'm in fish mode, so I had the salmon this morning. Yeah, and it was take that out for a spin. Fantastic. I had uh, the steak with the mac and cheese and the uh, grilled onions. That's Holy lobster crap. mac and cheese, yeah, by yeah. the way. So I did surf and turf. Nice. With the uh, mac and cheese, yeah. Fantastic food. So Monterey Prime American Grill, amazing food. And uh, we'll take call number 17. We'll give you that $50 gift card, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. Don't forget, we still have the secret text word. Uh, so tickets to see the Fab Five. Uh, and that will be at the uh, Wind Creek Event Center in Bethlehem. Text word secret 39333. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. 
Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Ninety-three-three WNMR is everything that rocks. About 11 minutes after 10 o'clock, the Preston and Steve Show, that band right there, Collective Soul, is going to be playing Mountain Fest this year at Montage Mountain, which coincides with our Cardboard Classic event. They are playing that day. It's going to be so cool of the show, that Friday, March 1st. So the stage is like right at the bottom of the hill where the sleds come down. You know what? This is actually technically going to be Kathy's debut at Montage for the Cardboard Classic. Right, was, you weren't there? No. Remember, Jace got uh, sick. He got his appendix out. That's right. I forgot you weren't there. Yeah. You, you're okay. going to freaking love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's awesome. Just the... just. Being in that area, there's there's so much more to offer than okay. where we used to do it. There's a harvest right there. <laughs> there oh, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's all kinds of food and, and entertainment and uh yeah, it's it's better. And it's shopping. Nice. Yeah. And shopping, there's all a- that stuff. And then and also they had like vendors set up yes. at the event too, which was oh, really cool. cool. So um and uh yeah, Collective Soul is gonna be performing that night. Uh and AOR with the five oh twos on Saturday. So you gotta get tickets to that, by the way way to the concerts okay so uh tickets for mountain fest are on sale now uh any lift ticket for one of those days is valid for the entry as well for the concert so you either get tickets or you get the lift ticket and go uh season pass holders get in free vip packages are available whole thing you can go to wmmr.com slash cardboard classic uh for some information about uh, the event and the years past and all that stuff so uh we are stoked about it this year so it's friday march 1st it's ways off uh but uh Make your plans now for the whole thing. Yes. Um, lesson question. Yeah, let's do that. We are going to give away, let me see, we have a pair of four pack of tickets for Luminature at the Philadelphia Zoo. And the question that we will go with today is, man, there's a, several things we could go with. Um, what bowling alley is now featured at the Just Sayin' Institute? <laughs> or, no, more specific, what's the, what's the bar and grill called at the Just Sayin' Institute. How about that? At yeah. the at the lanes. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you heard that earlier and happen to know the answer to it. 215-263-WMMR. The bar and grill is called what? At the bowling alley at the Just Sayin Institute. Call now if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. This morning it is brought to you by Sports and Social. Experience the ultimate football party in sports 
Watson Social in live casino and hotel. Philly, cheer on the birds. With ticket giveaways and signed merch, halftime contests, Bud Light Towers, free concession snacks, face painting, and more. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Black China and Tyga have finally settled their years-long custody dispute over Sun King Cairo. As per the agreement, Tyga must continue to regularly miss child support while remaining an absentee father. <laughs> Thinks he can pull that off. Mama June is taking over care of Anna, one of her late daughter Anna Caldwell's kids. Child welfare describes the situation as little orphan Annie, but in reverse. Okay. <laughs> And finally, Jewel and Kevin Costner, Kathy, we talked about this. They're continuing to be coy about a potential relationship between the two. However, Costner's urologist has come forward to reveal he recently treated the actress' penis for snaggletooth wounds. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's your Hollywood trash. All right. Thank you, Steve. We will see if you do indeed know the answer to this. What is the bar and grill that's featured at the bowling alley at the Just Saying Institute? 215 263 WMMR and Brad, our first caller in. We go to him. Hey, Brad, morning, bud. Good morning. Good morning to see you, Brad. What is the answer? Kathy's 710 split? Yes, that is correct. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Are we oh, right into it? No, no, it's uh, normally, so uh, yes. Marissa's filling in for Casey. That's the only mistake we've had all Yes, yeah! So I call that a win, but normally we have the, the winning music instead of the music news intro. But nonetheless, uh, we are going to set him up with a four-pack of tickets to Luminature at the Philadelphia Zoo. Luminature is back another season of sight, sound, surprises. Philadelphia Zoo now through January 6th with more than a million twinkling lights. It is the biggest and brightest holiday light show yet. You can reserve your tickets now at PhiladelphiaZoo.org. All right, music news brought to you. Brought to you by Embers Smokehouse and Tap and Chalfont, PA. They offer a unique twist on classic barbecue. Enjoy chef-inspired plates that are perfect for dinner, a game, or holiday parties. You can visit EmbersSmokehouseAndTap.com for the menu. Uh, for the first time in five years, ZZ Top will tour Europe and the U.K. Uh, the band has concerts and festival dates in nine countries starting June 28th in Sweden. Other stops include Norway, Denmark, Germany, France, and Switzerland. Billy Gibbons commented saying it's been a while since we've been able to check in with our European fans. So it goes without saying we're excited about coming back this summer. Uh, ZZ Top's latest album, Raw, was released in July of last year and pays homage to their roots and serves as a poignant tribute to the late Dusty Hill. A new book about the band Journey is out and being promoted as the definitive accounting of the band. Can I guess the title? Sure. You can stop believing now. No, that's not it. It was oh. written by Nick DeRizzo, and it is titled Journey, Worlds Apart. Okay. And it's based on dozens of interviews and conversations with co-founders Neil Sean, Greg Raleigh, and Prairie Prince, and several others. And the book covers the band's early days. Uh, Journey formed in San Francisco in 1973, uh, but they didn't have their biggest commercial success until 1978 to 1987. They actually were kind of a progressive jazz rock band right. when they started off. Uh, but switched When they up. broke, man, did they break big. Yeah, once Steve Perry joined, that's uh, that's the, the tipping point, and uh, they took off. 
And then finally, multi-platinum artist the Marshall Tucker Band got awarded Pandora's Billionaire's plaque. Uh, they were surprised when the widow and son of the late Charlie Daniels walked out and handed them the plaque on the stage of the you don't deserve it of the Grand Old Opry. I love Marshall Tucker Band. Uh, the band's lead singer and founder Doug Gray graciously accepted and was visibly moved. He said, "Receiving this great honor from Pandora was one of the proudest moments in our over 50 years of performing." Over 1 million streams. We are floored and completely overwhelmed. Uh, following the presentation, they ripped through their biggest hit song, Can't You See? Love that song. Earning a standing ovation from the crowd. Are Absolutely. you a Marshall Tucker fan? I am. I only know a handful of songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I love those songs. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Can't You See is obviously a great one. And um, what's the other one I'm it's, thinking they of? They have their version of uh, their, well, it's not their version, their own song, Running Like the Wind. Um, there's a there's a whole album and I forget the name of the album, but it is a terrific beginning to end. Steve, uh, they're at the uh, Keswick Theater on January 28th, and no uh, I didn't know until this year that there was nobody named Marshall Tucker in that band. <laughs> yeah, uh, heard it in a love song. That's what I was trying heard to think. Heard it in a love song. Great almost, tune. Sounds like they're right here. I think great tune. It's <laughs> just, just like, like it. being at the Opry, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and there you go. That's what I have in music news. All right, so we're gonna get a secret text word when. And Kathy, what number caller should they be? 12. All right, you heard her. 12th caller, 215-263-WMMR. You need to know the secret text word. We'll grab a random texter and award them as well. And we'll come back in a second to wrap the whole thing up. Letter of the day, word of the week prize, all that good stuff. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. 93.3 WMMR and Phoenixville First presents Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. The Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. December 20th, live from the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, PA. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Acme Markets, Joseph Anthony Retreat Spa and Salon, and Live Nation Concerts. You could even score a flyaway weekend to a VIP club show with Disturbed in Nashville. Listen to the Preston and Steve Show or head to WMMR.com to grab your spot in the studio audience. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Some people call it a Christmas miracle. Presented by Phoenixville First. PhoenixvilleFirst.org. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. As we come... To the conclusion of a Wednesday. I always like wrapping up a Wednesday, man. Wednesdays are tough. Yeah. They're I always just for anybody, I think, just that whatever. I'm always dead-ass tired on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think it's just the extra added stuff around the holidays. But, yeah, uh, Wednesdays traditionally, yeah. Um, excuse me, one tough one to get over. But we have arrived, dear friend. Um, we were looking for a number caller for the secret text word, number 12 specifically, and we're going to go to the phones. And we have Scott on the line. Hey, Scott, good morning, buddy. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Scott, what is our secret text word, please? It is flair, as in how many pieces of flair are you wearing? Very well done, sir. That is correct. And Scott, we're going to have you hang on the line. And we're going to set you up with a five-pack of tickets for you and your five fab friends to attend an evening with the Fab Five 20 years later. I'm loving the Zelda music. It's great. Uh, this Saturday, December 16th at the Wind Creek Event Center in Bethlehem. And you can relive the magic of a cultural phenomenon that reshaped television, the original Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. And tickets, info, and info available at windcreekeventcenter.com. We want to congratulate uh, Mike Cochran, who is from Drexel Hill. He's Yay! a random texter. 
And we are going to give him that same prize as well. God, how many hours did I sit and listen to this music play over and over and over? I, I love this world. Uh, I'm uh, excited for the game, for the movie. The movie doing? Yeah. Let's see how... You know, I'd be hard pressed to imagine that real hardcore fans wouldn't be involved with this. Yeah, you know, so they got to get it's yeah. one they've got to get right yeah. for sure. So, uh, thank you to our buddy Dave McGrogan for stopping yeah. by this morning. Monterey Prime American Grill, and uh, they're located in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, right next to the A Loft Hotel, and uh, some fantastic food, steaks and, and uh, seafood. They brought in some uh, salmon and uh, crab fried rice, all kinds of good stuff. The desserts. Yeah. I don't want to die. Yummy. Yeah. Hi, Pierre. <coughs> Hello. How you doing, man? Oh, fine, thank you. Excellent. Good to see you again. Nice to see you and all of you. Yeah. Yes, everyone. You hungry? We got lots of food out there. I need some steak. All right. <laughs> now they're they're non. Uh, yeah. There's vegetarian food out. Oh, there. Dave got some great. Did Dave bring them food? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's, Harvest has great what? stuff. Actually, do you eat uh, fish or seafood? Do you eat any kind of seafood? Crab or anything like that? Nothing with eyes. Nothing, Nothing with eyes. eyes. Okay. Okay. Now, maybe they so, don't have anything else. Jellyfish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jellyfish is great. <laughs> yeah. Artichoke. Uh, yes. The the. Uh, um, you eat cheese? Yeah. Okay. I'm not a vegans don't eat dairy stuff, but I'm a veg, so it's I yeah. do eat dairy stuff. Spinach artichoke heart dip, and it's Ooh. fantastic. I'll also, uh, chocolate cake and wine. So yes, yes. Oh. there you go. Yes. I'll yes. start with the wine. Yeah. <laughs> By noon, I should be in great shape. <laughs> Wouldn't it be wild if you get bombed and you get absolutely that much more accurate and suddenly you're just like, yeah, that, that would be bombed. In fact, I mean, that would be fa- because um, one of our DJs some years ago did one of these uh, things where the highway patrol came in and fed you booze and got you drunk. And the more he drank, the clearer he got. <laughs> it was completely converse. Because he was a big drinker on a regular basis. Wow. And uh, he was, he was, his, he was, every break was more clear than the last one. I'm like, Dude, you're supposed to be stuttering and slurring and yeah. saying, I love you, everybody. It's like at Christmas parties. One year, Matt Cord and I were at the Christmas party. I don't remember where it was. I said to him, invariably at one of these parties, some employee has a lot to drink and then comes up, throws their arm around you, go, you know, I really love you, man. Yeah. And they do. It's yeah. a, You know, that alcohol sort of unlocks that inner thing because they really do love you. And we're chatting. And I swear to you, no more than two or three minutes later, Ray Coob comes swaying <laughs> up. He's a big guy anyway. Comes swaying up, puts one arm around me, one arm around Matt and goes, you know, I love you guys. <laughs> I go, there you go. It is. Yeah. It's what it does. I think yeah. the drinking, uh, you know, office party thing is... Um, I, I don't think that's a good idea. No. It's very <laughs> dangerous. Yeah. When you're around your employers, yep. yeah. yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. It's very dangerous. <laughs> All right, sir, can we squeeze the letter out of you? Squeeze. Let's do that. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. I as in illegal. All right, you'll have three letters now, two to go. we got a stock car racing experience, Pocono Raceway, Christmas right around the corner. Don't give another boring gift. You can put that special song behind the wheel of a heart-pounding 160-mile-per-hour stock car on the super speedway at Pocono Raceway. Get a gift voucher at 877-STOCKCAR.COM. That's 877-STOCKCAR.COM. We'll give that away on Friday. Uh, what's happening on today's show? 
Well, we've got more tickets for Def Leppard and Journey next summer. Uh, we have a Christmas block, as we've been doing each day. Blink-182 for Tom DeLonge's birthday. Block of the Doors. And I forgot to mention this yesterday, but a special announcement. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock, uh, we have secured an interview with Miss Dolly Parton. Oh, oh that's sensational. Wow. Uh, she's got the rock oh. album out. Yeah. And uh, Dolly and I will be uh, having some tea and smoking some cigarettes and playing banjo. Have you ever spoken? Spoken to her before? No, I never. She have. is a delight. I heard her on your guys' show oh, a couple of years back. One of our favorite interviews. Just She's the best. Really, uh, so amazing. Yeah. Was she? You know, who was it? You tat um, Darlene Love. You had on yesterday. Who's yeah, eighty-two. And I another think, one. Dolly's in that range. Um, so this gives us hope as we enter our eighties. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes, or as definitely. I finish off my eighties. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm going into my thousand and seventh. But anyway, I, Dolly tomorrow at two o'clock. That's fantastic. All right. I'm going to take a moment to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you by Meineke for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke, you won't pay a lot, but you get a lot. Also brought to you by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. A reminder that uh, Marissa's got that Christmas miracle Miller Lite pre-party today from 4 to 6 p.m. Marissa will be at Milk Boy in Center City, and she'll be armed with 20 seats to give away for the Preston and Steve Christmas Miracle Live broadcast next week. And high five for a job well done today. I think she did an yeah. amazing, yeah. amazing job. Casey oh, yeah. was out today, so Marissa filled in wonderfully. You guys make it easy. You're Aww. just so awesome. Aww. All of you guys. Uh, well, listen, speaking of awesome, that's all we're doing tomorrow. Nothing but awesome. <laughs> yes. That's it. We're really? done. Ray John, have a great day. We'll see you on that awesome program tomorrow. Bye-bye. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.